Hi, audience. I have a grum that I already recorded, but I want to read a letter from Roger Smalls first since it's timely. Let's see. Um, where is it? Yeah. All right. Oh, rats. Oh, no, that's about the rats. I've seen rats in the rear of the building several times this week during the day. Yesterday afternoon, while sitting on the back porch, we had one join us. I jumped, it jumped, and it ran down the stairs. I've enjoyed my back porch for years and never had a rat join me before. Looks like we need to be more aggressive. What are our options? That's not it. Okay, here's uh, Roger's email. Dearest Madge, I hope all is well with you and your things. In England, we have been celebrating the Queen's birthday or something. I was wondering if you watched any of the ceremonies on U.S. television. What do you think? I wanted to go to a ritual beacon lighting event at Guilford Cathedral but didn't have a ticket. Instead I watched it at home on TV. The Queen pressed a button on an orb which lit up a tree. Then the whole of Britain set fire to trash and fields in honor of the monarchy. Apparently, this tradition goes back thousands of years although I have yet to see it on Bridgerton or Downton Abbey. What do you think about the Queen? Did you like Lady Diana? Do you like Meghan? Do you think she'll be next? Motor scooter, camera with flash, taxi, explosion tombstone. It's mm. nice that most people put a little energy into celebrating Her Majesty's special day by making a cake or wearing a hat. However, others spend an excessive amount of time and energy telling everyone how much they really hate the monarchy. Most weekends I meet friends who spend all evening complaining about a job they hate. This weekend, however, after having to fully pay public holidays off work to celebrate the royal family, they've just spent all evening complaining about the royal family. I think some people just enjoy hating everything because it makes them look cool. Why is this match? Personally, I found all the celebrations brought the country together, except for the sorpices. It was something that we all sorpices. need, especially after Brexit. Maybe. America needs something to unify them. The last time I saw Republicans and Democrats hand in hand was unfortunately triggered by the tragedy of 9-11. Every time I turn on the news, Americans argue about fixing even the most obvious things like selling machine guns to people who can't be trusted with scissors. I think you need a queen-like figure to unify America, wear robes, open factories, and give everyone a day off. She needn't be royal, just beloved by both Democrats and Republicans. And, be really old, who do you think out of the following would be most suitable as American's queen? Oprah, Dolly Parton, Madonna, Whoopi Goldberg, Cher. Martha Stewart, Aretha Franklin, Angela Lansbury, Barbara Streisand, Gloria Estefan, Mariah. Note these are all millionaires, therefore would not need new mansions or castles supplied by the taxpayer as they already have several of their own. I hope this suggestion goes towards healing your land. Yours in yeast. Roger Smalls. Setup Outlook. For Nokia. Right. Okay. So let's start again from the beginning. Dearest Madge. Hi, Roger. I hope all is well with you and your things. Yeah, you'll find out after you listen to this long grum about to happen. I was wondering if you watched any of the ceremonies on U on U.S. television. What do you think? Mm. Nope. I didn't watch any of that shit. I don't care about the Queen's birthday. Uh, I wanted to go to a ritual beacon lighting event in Guildford. Guildford. I thought it was Guildford with a D. Cathedral, but didn't have a ticket. Instead, I watched it at home on TV. The Queen pressed a button on an orb which lit up a tree, and then the whole of Britain uh, set, set fire to trash bags for her. 
Yeah, I've heard about this orb thing. Um, she pressed a button on an orb which lit up a tree. So I guess maybe a thousand years ago they didn't use buttons. She lit some shit. So it's just to show that the country still believes in the queen or something. I don't fucking get it, but I don't care either, Roger. I am jealous of the day off, though. Apparently this tradition goes back thousands of years, even though I have yet to see it on Bridgerton or Downton Abbey. Well, that's bullshit then, isn't it? What do you think about the queen? Do you Did you like Lady Diana? Okay, what do I think about the queen? Don't like her. Boring and old. Well, she wasn't always old. She's, she's boring. Uh, we did a show about the Crown TV show, and I explained why she's boring and sucks. Did you like Lady Diana? Yes. Do you like Megan? No. Do you think she'll be next for the Deathmobile? Yes. Okay. Is it nice? It's nice that most people put a little energy into celebrating Her Majesty's special day by making a cake or wearing a hat, however... Uh, others spend an excessive amount of time and energy telling everyone how much they hate the monarch. I I don't know. I get it, though. I get that kind of talk because I'm a bitcher. I'm a complainer. So I understand that. And I think it's fine if people want to complain about everything ever, all the time. Let's see. I think some people just enjoy hating everything because it makes them look cool. Why is this much? I think you're describing me, Roger, and I don't appreciate that. And um, I just want to recognize the fact that I know what you're doing there. Uh, personally, I found all the celebrations uh, brought the country together, except for sour pussies, sore pussies. See, when when Black Siri reads it, it sounds like sore pussies here. Sore pussies. Sore pussies, it was something that we all need, especially. Sore pussies. It was something that we all need, especially after Brexit. Maybe America needs something to unify them. The last time I saw Republicans and Democrats hand in hand was unfortunately triggered by the tragedy of 9 11. Well, that's true, but wasn't there also a storm in uh, New York where uh, that chubby uh, New-, New Jersey governor held hands with um, Obama? But yeah, other than that, I think you're right. Every time I turn on the news, Americans argue about. F- even fixing the most obvious things like selling machine guns to people who can't be trusted with scissor. Well, we've talked about that with Hagatha, but past tense for me is future tense for you, so you'll hear about that. But yeah, yeah, I, the gun thing is crazy. Um, we're idiots. I don't know what else to say. I'm exhausted from that internal conversation, which goes nowhere. I think you need a queen life figure to wear, you wear, unify America, wear robes, open factories, give everyone a day off. Or you mean like Pete Buttigieg? I don't know. I'd rather be somebody more, I don't know, appealing, like maybe um, Harry Styles. No, I don't think he's actually gay. He just plays it for the money. What about Jonathan Van Ness as a queen? Oh, can you imagine? How about RuPaul? I guess RuPaul. But you didn't list her on this next part that I'm about to read, which you already heard from Black Siri, but that's okay. She needn't be royal, just beloved by both Democrats and Republicans, and be really old. Who do you think out of the following would be most suitable to as an American queen? Oprah, Dolly Parton, Madonna, Whoopi, Cher, Martha Stewart, Aretha Franklin, Angela Lansbury, Barbara Streisand, uh, Gloria Stefan, and Mariah. Okay, so many of these people are not beloved. Certainly not Whoopi, Whoopi, who's host of The View. Cher is very left-wing, as is um, Dolly Parton probably is the best because I think everybody loves her, and she's not political. So I'd say Dolly Parton. Okay. Note they're all millionaires. Yeah, okay. I hope the suggestion goes towards healing your land. Thanks, Roger. And I appreciate your commentary. Uh, Good luck with your queening chair. And here's the rest of the show. Good. Testing. That's not right. 
weird. Why is that so loud? Well, I fixed my microphone and now everything else is fucked. That's good, though. Otherwise, I'd have nothing to think about. Oh, the, the shit's gone. The settings. Test, 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 test. Test, test. Yeah, I lost my settings somehow on my device. I was moving her in order to... Um, so that I could have better access to my controls. It's just more meta shit you don't need to know about. My pussy matters! Right. That's true. Let me adjust my mic a little bit, though, now that she's fixed. This is my first grum on my fixed mic. I sent her back to the Electro Voices studio. And uh, she's all better now. How do you like that? Am I recording? Yes. Uh, let's see. I told Griselda I was going to call her. Hopefully she's still around. Can you hear that? That's ambient noise. It's not line noise. It's not ground noise, so it's fine. Okay, Google Voice. Sorry, I should have prepared this for you. I should have had it all ready. <laughs> not even appropriate. Let's see. Um, okay, Griselda, Griselda, where are you? Where are you? Grizzle turd. Where's my phone history business? Why doesn't it say her in there? That's weird. Hmm. That's a strange thing. Where is she? Calls. So weird. Call history. Huh. Oh, there it is. But it doesn't have her name on it. Oh, that's bizarre. Whatever. That's what happened. Hello, my fatty friend. Hi. How are you? Hi. Well, I was just at this uh, birthday party for my friend who smokes a lot of cigars. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's stunk. Oh. You were at a cigar yeah. party? Well, luckily it was outside. I didn't think it would be a cigar party, but... Oh. Was it horrible? Hello? Hi. It oh. Was, it was fine. Oh. Uh -huh. Tell me about your party. I want to hear about Anita D. Oh, the Anita D was really fun. Um, I made brownies for everyone, and I think they were stronger than I think I had anticipated. I mean, obviously only people that wanted them took them, but uh, <laughs> it was well, fun. Well, I mean, I was, it was fun. pretty messed up from your brownies, so I think that you just make them stronger than you think. No, no, no. These, But these brownies that I made yesterday were about four times stronger than the ones you had. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Because normally I use an eighth of actual marijuanas, and then I cook it in, uh -huh. in butter. That's how I normally do it. But Wait, don't your neighbors complain? Because it smells so strong. I, it doesn't really smell that strong. I know they don't complain. Oh, my God. I got... I did it in Peter's house once, mm -hmm. and he got a letter from his apartment building saying he'd be evicted if he did it again. Because it was that strong. So the whole it, hallway stunk. Let me tell you something, because that might explain why my brownies are stronger than yours. If you're cooking them so, cooking it, the butter so much that you smell it, then you're you're probably burning the marijuana instead of cooking it. You know what I mean? You can't. Oh. You can if you overcook it, then the THC gets released into the air, just like when you smoke it. You just want to oh. cook it enough to like 
you know, so that it gets hot. Like I, I will cook it just to the point. As soon as I start smelling it, I it's I know it's done. That's like some, okay. Yeah, and it, the butter Good should be like a creamy consistency. You know, someone sent me a pre-roll. Should I just unwrap it and then use it to make some brownies instead? Because I don't smoke. Yes. Usually. Yeah, you should. Okay. But so what I did for this party was, so my wife said, well, don't waste all the good uh, marijuana on her. Use the, um, you know, so I went and I got the extract. There's a stuff called cannabis oil. And it's like half the Uh price. For the potency, it's half the price. So... I looked on the on the um, container. It comes in like a little syringe, and it says three hundred and twenty-five milligrams or something. So I do the math, and that's like, you know, the same amount of THC in an eighth, almost exactly. So I thought, uh-huh. okay, that's fine. So I put the whole thing in the brownies, and just from licking the batter, the one I made them, like I just tiny. I, it wasn't even a brown, like, but it was nothing, like not even a brownie's worth. And I was like, I don't know where I am, you know, where the fuck am mm-hmm. I? And so I think a lot of people on the boat had it. I don't know, but it was really fun. Um, the Anita D was lovely. Um, yeah. I have a question about mm-hmm. the photo I saw of the event. Okay. Why is there a hole in your pants? Because that's the the design of the pants. Oh, I thought that you were so fat they split open. Well, I mean, honestly... I'm not joking, because it was only on that one side, so yeah. I just thought that you... Well, honestly, they're supposed to be, like, just slits, but I think because I'm so fat, it looks like it's exploding. So, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, unfortunately, for my fat update tomorrow, mm-hmm. I have gained everything back. What, your which... one and a half pound or whatever? How much? Three pounds. Ugh. Well, why? Because I went to a steakhouse, gained it all back in one night. You went to a steakhouse after Foga de Choy, or Foga de Choy is a steakhouse? No, on Friday night, I got invited to this steakhouse, and honestly, I didn't eat a lot of food, but I drank mm. a lot. Sure you Yesterday, didn't. I was... That's okay, a typical well, obese person thing to say. What is her name again? The the lumpy fat lady who I don't watch anymore, who's... Livid lipids. No, no, the other oh, one. Oh, Jamie Weinberg. Yeah, that sounds like a Weinbergian explanation, right? Weinbergian. <laughs> okay, well, I... Oh, I went to the steakhouse, but I didn't eat anything at all. I started all with right. a cocktail, and then mm-hmm. I had at least a bottle of full bottle of wine myself. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, like, so sick all day yesterday. Oh. Um, and then even this morning, like middle of the night, 3 a.m., my stomach was hurting. It was like a burning stomach. Mm. Um, and I could barely eat yesterday. I mean, now I'm, my appetite's fine. I ate half a burger and a slice of pizza for dinner because I'm fat. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, it made me gain the weight back at the end. So after the boat, it was like everybody was on the boat and we were like, oh, when can we get off? When can we get off? We go upstairs. And we realized the boat is docked and you can leave any time. And <laughs> it was just like they're waiting for people to leave. And I guess the party was over and nobody noticed. So Wow. Yeah. But it was interesting because, you know, the Merchandise Mart does these art um, exhibits that are really beautiful. Um, they project things on to the, um, to the building itself, the Merchandise Mart on the river. And mm-hmm. I posted it on my Instagram. There's like a video of it. But it's really... Like it's 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 really fine art. It's not just like some commercial crap. It's really good, 
and they mm-hmm. like they had um, these image of these women like doing sort of weird poses. I don't know what like sort of modern dance poses. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle, like, so the merchandise mart has these vertical lines between windows, sets of windows, and they the projection was, you could tell it was specifically designed for that building because they were having, like, uh, words scrolling horizontally, like, from top to bottom. It's not horizontal. The words were horizontal, mm-hmm. but, like, stripes. But it fit the building perfectly. It was so cool. I, I've really never seen anything mm-hmm. like it. We are watching from the boat. and And then when the boat goes under each of the bridges, sometimes you only have, like... Uh, maybe six inches of clearance, depending on how tall you are. So, like, if brows were on it, he would have he would have been decapitated. He would have been oh, decapitated. That would be nice. And speaking of well, you should take him on an Anita D. You should take him on an Anita D. Cruise, and then he can accidentally get decapitated, and you write a book about it called <laughs> "How to Decapitate Your Husband." <laughs> Not husband, um, friend. Yeah. I know. So I was Friends. just at this party, and this he had taken me to a Rangers game with a group of friends, and we got it go to the penalty box and so a bad um, girl? the rangers are in the playoffs huh you were a bad girl um is that why you had to go to the penalty box you know, the you're, hockey, na- you're naughty hockey penalty box <laughs> yeah right um oh. so anyway my friend was like oh have you gone to any games this season and i was mm-hmm. like i haven't talked to this guy in years and um then my other friend like we were chatting a few minutes later. She brings him up and she's like, let's send him a selfie. Oh. Like, I don't need to revisit this. No, mm. no, 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 no. So I have to tell you something, but I have to whisper because I don't want my wife to find out. Can you hear me? Okay. You hear Did me? you eat something bad? No, no, no. I, the, I, our company has box seats at the, <laughs> at the uh, Cubs, but I won't go because uh-huh. I don't want to like meet anyone who works with me. So, okay. I, but I can't let anyone, I can't let her know because she'd be pissed because she would want to go. Is that bad? Oh, uh, no. I want to no. go, though. You, uh, it's not going to happen. No, no. I you can know. just buy my own tickets, too. I just, I, like, I've only went to the office once. And, um, you know, because I had to to show my I-9 verification. So that you basically have to, have to prove that you're not a robot that they hired through Zoom, you know? like. So yeah. you have to, like, but I don't want to, like, uh, make a, I don't want them to like, I don't want to go to the office ever, I guess. And so I don't want to like bond with them so that they realize I'm actually a person that works there that isn't there. You know what I mean? I, I totally understand. Work stuff always sucks anyway. Like right. anything that sounds like it's going to be fun, it's not yeah. going to be fun. Of course not. Right. They suck the joy out of everything. Exactly. And plus sports are stupid. Oh, I like Vegging out and watching sports. Well, ask maybe. What do I know? Maybe Norm can get you know his friend to get you a ticket or something. Yeah. Um, I get tickets to other stuff. It's okay. Okay. Good. He went to the Yankees today. Oh yeah, was that fun for her? For him? Um, I don't know, but um, he convinced my son that the best seats are the ten dollars seats at the very top Mm -hmm. of the stadium. The nosebleeds, where you can't see anything. Yep. (laughs) Because he says that you can, you have a better view. So are they there now? No, no. It was this morning. For some reason, all the major league baseball games uh, were at eleven thirty-five a.m. today. I didn't even get up to, until about then. Um, did Did your son have a good time? Oh, he said it was okay. He started pitching. I probably mentioned that at the last grum. So he's very into baseball. 
solved. No, I don't so remember you saying that. But I might not have been listening, to um, be fair. Okay. Yeah, well, he pitched yesterday, and I had mm-hmm. to watch, and it really stressed me out because I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand, you know, it's not me, but I could, I've been in those situations what was stressful? when I play tennis. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want him to make a mistake. You know, oh. the game is writing on the pitching. Oh, you're a crazy Karen soccer mom. That's amazing. No, no, no. Oh. No, I am only in my head. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't shared that. I've shared this with other people, but not him. He has no idea. Well, you've shared it with the entire internet now, and you know they're all they're all listening. They're all going to tell him. I well, no one's going to tell him because they don't even yeah. know who he is. Newsflash: um, Your you mother's know, all crazy. I do. Mm-hmm. do you mind if I rub I, my I'll, feet with this? Um, it's this gynecological foot cream. It's not gynecological, but somebody gave it to me. Oh, actually, my wife gave it to me when she came back from Peru. She said it's good because my feet ache a lot. What is gout? Do you think I have gout? What is gout? You might. Um, so my friend Crying. Oh wait, uh, can't use his I'm, a, I'm due um, for a new disease. Well, he has it, and mm. he had um, a painful joint mm-hmm. and the ball of his foot. Okay, and it really got swollen, and he couldn't walk on it. And that's when he found out he had gout. And so there's a lot of foods you can't eat when you have it, like you can't drink wine. Oh fuck that. Um, yeah, and um. Things that have uric acid, I think it was. Or maybe you produce too much uric acid, and that's when you break out. I forget. But I pee all the time. Is that the problem? I pee a lot. Well, if you aren't having joint pain, I don't think you have it. Where are your joints? Where the bones meet. I mean, look, I don't know if it's my joints. All I know is I'm fat, and it really hurts my feet a lot to walk. Like, after I walk the first mile, it's like I... I have to walk slow because I'm just like, it, my feet hurt like I'm 80. Like, it really hurts. But it doesn't feel like joints as much as it feels like the actual bones hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. fat. I'm just fat. It's just obesity. Well, maybe you have stress fractures in your feet. Yeah, that's possible. Because the bones hurt and ache when you have a stress fracture. So what can I do about that? Rest. Oh, good. That's amazing. Can, you, can, I get a, can I get a note? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should just go to the doctor. Oh, well, I'm going. I am going. I have an appointment on the uh, 14th. So. But he, my doctor never my... gives a shit. I don't have one of those. Do- I don't know if, like, is it normal to have a doctor who doesn't give a shit? Because my doctor is the kind of doctor who is conditioned to treating. I think, like, he knows I'm kind of a... Um, not pathological. What's the word when you fake shit all the time? Hypochondriac, right? He thinks I'm a hypochondriac. I don't know if he thinks I'm a hypochondriac or if he's just a lazy doctor. But whenever I complain about something, he just blows it off. Like, oh, don't worry about it, whatever. I can give- or it's always like, oh, I can give you some pills for the pain. But he'll never offer anything. Like, I've complained about the feet a lot. He always just says, oh, you want, some- you want something for the inflammation, for the pain? I'm like, no, I don't want pills. I have enough pills. I just want to know why my feet hurt abnormally a lot. And he's like, uh-huh. try magnesium. Well, that didn't do shit either. Magnesium. <laughs> do you believe in magnesium for feet? Oh, I think you're right, Sorry, though. I had a... I think I'm just fat. It's okay. I had a, no. I'm sure that you're fat. Yeah. It is, because... Did the, I tell you about my hmm? collaboration tomorrow? It's really good. What is it? An hourly rate hotel. What? Because <laughs> I want to get into the hotel business. 
because I want Wait to, a second. to travel and get my hotel. And huh? you're you're going to do social media for a whorehouse? <laughs> a brothel? It's actually And if you guys know my social media, I'll have a oh. link up. You know, because if you use my referring link, maybe I can get some more. What are, how are you going to promote this? Hotel. I can't what? even imagine what you're going to do to promote them. Like, I'm just imagining you, like, laying on some nasty bed with, like, a horrible 30 <laughs> year old bedspread, and you're just, like, standing there, like, looking like somebody just jizzed on your stomach. I mean, how do you, what the fuck is <laughs> Wait, that? Okay, this is the funniest part. So, uh-huh. it's a French company. Okay. that it does this and they rent out they get rooms from different hotels so yeah. not all of them are disgusting um uh-huh. like they only let me pick between four hotels okay there's no such thing they as said, an hourly hotel that is not disgusting you okay. know so yeah. they said i'm supposed to promote this like a workspace that you're doing your work from the hotel room yeah so it is prostitution then I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Is so hilarious. I can't believe it. Um, okay, so here's my idea. So, what is your concept. collab? You can, Who are okay, you collaborating so, with exactly? Just the hotel? Dayuse.com. Okay, but like, I thought if you're collaborating, that makes it sound like it's a two way street. Like, you're just. They're giving a, me the free hotel, and then I have to do a post. All you get is a free hotel? So, you get a. Yeah. Are you going to bring a black light? <laughs> um, well, I was thinking I'd bring a bunch of food oh and God. be like, sometimes you just need to. You're going to uh, eat there? Be away from. Yeah, that's going to be the whole thing. Oh, my God. No, you should go there and say, I'm trying to get pregnant. And I think, like, here, all I have to do is, like, get my vagina wet and rub my rub myself <laughs> on the bedspread so I can get pregnant because it's so nasty. Okay. Right? That sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Then I can be like, come back in 30 days and find out what happens. Follow NYC Muncher. Yeah, see if I'm pregnant yet. Yeah, exactly. I think you have something there. I, I mean, I would. I think that would be, it would go viral, you know, and no pun intended. But um, Well, that's what it would be more likely if I got something from the bedspread that was viral. Like monkeypox? Yeah. You should get like little fake monkeypox scars and be like, "Oh, look at me!" Oh my god! This... I just went to this hotel and I got monkeypox. I can't believe you're doing a collab with a whorehouse. That's hysterical. <laughs> and you're considering yes. eating. We talked about there. that last show. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Always say yes. Say yes to the dress. What do you think about um, the um, the Queen's Jubilee? Are you into that at all? You know, I'm not, but I was yeah. just with two British people at this party, and they were. Roger Small. Well, you know Roger Smalls. He sent me a letter. He yeah. actually was at, you know, the light, the Queen lights these fucking beacons, and then they they uh-huh. they, they they light up the whole uh, the whole country with beacons. It's very medieval. And he, I guess, got to see the queen light the first beacon or something. It's really weird. I'm going to read the letter after we talk. But I okay. have to have Blurry read it. But for, you know. So, how's your mother? Is she doing okay with her father know. dead and everything? Um, she is taking a walk every day and she sends me a photo of her and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny. I guess so. She finally stopped asking me to go on the family Zoom. So. 
Do you There's have... a weekly family Zoom. Really? Mm-hmm. What time? Uh, I think it's 10.30 New York time. I think that's a good idea. I wish my family would do that. I actually enjoy that sort of thing. Why don't we do that, you know? It well, you can sense. arrange it. Oh, no, fuck that. I'm not gonna I was thinking it. about getting this device, speaking of Dildo? bad feet. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, that fans your toenails, because my toenails get really thick from running. Does that happen to you? Because it happens when you get old, too. Why do you need a fan for your toenails? Like, like a, a sander, oh, like sand. a, an electric sander. Oh, they said you need a fan, like a blower, like a no. blower. And you're asking me what now? Why would? How do my toes look? If, if you're, yeah, do you have thick no. toenails? I'm not a runner, so I don't have those fucking disgusting runner feet. That's the only good thing about okay. my feet are just bloated. Like I look at them, and then I'm like those aren't even my feet. They're so they're just big. But um, no, I don't have runners have like toenails that are so disgusting to look at their feet. I get nauseous. Uh, so yours. Oh, do you see them in the bathhouse? I don't go to the bathhouse. Oh, sorry. I'm a married woman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just meant like in your past life. Uh, I don't remember. I don't. For me to know, I'm not like a noticer. Like I don't notice details on people. I will notice details. What about like syphilis? No. If they, if someone had an open shanker, do you think you'd notice? Uh, where would the shanker have to be for me to notice? Uh, I mean, they would be on any near any orifice. I would think. Mm. All I can tell you is, I certainly hope not. But shankers, <laughs> you can you can get. Um, syphilis from oral sex like if some if somebody eats you out yeah and yeah you can trust me I know from a long time ago yeah mm -hmm. bad fucking I guess STDs if it was inside crazy. their mouth then maybe you wouldn't notice yeah you can't fuck anymore because it's like every there's a million diseases and they're all fucked and monkeypox. so fuck it I was reading um, that there's now anal condoms have uh -huh. you seen that? I've seen vaginal condoms. Is it the same thing? Because I know gays that use vaginal condoms for anal sex. Because oh. it's, I guess, easier for the top. That would to be know. better. Yeah, because you yeah. don't you don't have the performance issues, I guess, as much. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. There was stuff I wanted to tell you about my event last night. Now I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Well, you were really, um, you ate brownies. Yeah. There was, um, there was this guy who had the most amazing booty I have ever seen. And he, mm -hmm. yeah, he was on the boat and, um, I just kept staring at his butt. And, you know, I'm a lesbian and everything. And then we did voguing. We did like runway voguing because they have these big aisles on the boat. Mm -hmm. So we voguing. And, um, but the food was the worst. It was like, you know, because it had an open bar, which was great. It was a really nice boat, which was great. And they had a DJ, very fun, all that. But I guess when it came to money, oh, oh yeah, the food, what, duh, this is what I meant to talk to you about because I'm obese. So I, you got to realize, so I'm high and there's gross food. So guess what I did? Guess. Eat. I you ate, ate it. it. Uh-huh. Nobody else is eating it because it's so gross. And it was gross, but it was like, <laughs> 
all these Costco things. Like one was like um, macaroni and ham salad. Another one Ew. had like bruschetta, but they're like DIY bruschetta. So the the bread was more like those croutons that come in a box, like that weird chemical flavor. You know what I mean? It's kind of seasoning, yeah. but you know it's weird. But of course you're going to eat it anyway if you're fat. And then a big bucket of like cut up tomatoes with the goat cheese, you know, with the feta. But it's it's all just really just cheap ass shit. I'm just like, yum, 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 eating it and eating it because it's like horrible, but I can't stop. And then they had like all of these meats, like salami and dried meats. And honestly, aside from my friend George, who was with us, I didn't see anybody even touch the stuff. And there were some big fat women there. And George is so weird. So George is skinny. He's like five years younger than me, but he loves like fat women to the point where it's disturbing. And so this party had a lot of fat women because they were like a lot of Mexicans. But so are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, and so, so there's this girl who's just like huge, and it's a white party. It's a theme, so she's wearing white and this huge dress, but it's a high dress, and then you with these huge legs that are like mm, they're like elephants a little. Like, they're just really big-ass legs, like tree trunks. And, you know, but she she was dressing sexy, very much like a Lizzo style. So picture, like, a Latina Lizzo, basically, is what she had, wearing a, a nice white dress, very high. And I'm just, like, looking at her, like, oh, well, she's she's a big girl. You know, that's where I stopped thinking. And George is like, oh, I want to eat that ass. He's like, I want to eat that ass. I'm like, he's like I want to fuck. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to fuck her ass. I want to fuck her. She's so juicy and fat and huge or something and I'm like are you serious he's like yeah I really want it and then the weird thing is like he noticed that she went to the bathroom because there's these gross bathrooms that I don't know how she fits in they're, they're really small bathrooms like smaller than a plane and she's in one of the bathrooms and George and I are like we're standing like 10 feet away from the bathroom and he's like staring at the bathroom like oh has she left yet she's still in the bathroom what's she doing in there and he's like imagining her trying to like have I don't know what she's, I don't know what, he said, oh my God, okay. she's just trying to shit, she's trying to push it out, she's just suffering, she's poop, she's shitting, she's pooping in her huge thighs or whatever, you know what I mean, like, he's getting off on picturing this obese Ew. woman shitting, yeah, and I was mm -hmm. like, you're weird, but you know, people are high, and I don't judge, except I do, and I'm just like, yeah, but so I kept eating. So, so then, like, but there were a lot of like chubby girls, and they had like, you ever go to parties where like nobody eats the fucking dessert and the dessert is there, and I'm like, yeah, nobody's I eating was the just dessert. That one, and I was eating it. Of course. So, like, so they had like all the grossest things that you don't want to eat, but it's there, and you're gonna eat it. Like everything had was like dipped in white chocolate, which is gross, right? Ew. We know it's gross. Yeah, yuck. But I eat it anyway because I'm I'm diseased. I have m mental problems, and I have addictions to food. And so they had like all these Costco, you know, packages boxes with chocolate covered pretzels and all this other shit. Of course, and I like oh, and they had cupcakes. You know how everything tastes delicious when you're high. And there were these chocolate cupcakes with like this pink frosting. And I tasted the frosting, and like the flavor of the strawberry was so strong and delicious that I was like having orgasms from this. And I, I might have been from Costco, but it was like at the moment, the most delicious strawberry flavored pop up uh, cupcake ever. And I ate it and I took it upstairs and then went back down and get more. So then I ate one of the pretzels and then I'm like looking at these lollipop shaped square things, right? I'm like, 
I don't know what this thing is. And it was like it like a lollipop with a rectangle on it that was covered in white chocolate, like everything else. And I'm like looking at it like, I want to eat it, but nobody ate it. And then the two fat girls were like right in front of me and they just each grabbed one and started eating one. I'm like, thank God. And then I ate it. And you know what it was? A fucking uh, white chocolate dipped rice crispy treat. I don't know if that would be good or bad. It was. I've had chocolate right. covered ones that are good. Well, it was so like, I can't imagine sweet. like, huh? Just really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was like so sweet that it was ridiculous. Like I immediately felt like I am the worst. I felt so much guilt from eating it that it eclipsed any type of enjoyment I would have had because I'm like this thing. And my wife is looking at me, you know, she hates when I, and then like, I felt like a dog with like a steak that was moldy from taking out of the garbage or something. Right? It was all, <laughs> I mean, it was so sweet. And it took me like three bites to figure out what it was. It was just like this sweet flavor that was just overwhelming. And then I'm like, Oh, this is a rice crispy treat. And then, uh, yeah. So I ate that a lot of food. I didn't, I don't think anyone else ate, but me. The and, fat those, chicks. and those large girls. What? I said the fat chicks. Mm-hmm. No, there were a few of them, yeah. So, yeah, they probably ate. They probably ate. So that's that. What else is new? Um. Well, mm-hmm. luckily this week I don't have any food visits because I'm really frustrated with mm-hmm. trying to lose weight. I did run four and a half miles today, which is the longest I have run since Mm. February, probably. Um, My leg is in pain, but I just had enough self-hatred to keep me going. Mm, That's good. Um, I was actually, I mean, I don't know if anyone listening has had a stress fracture in their tibia. The Mm. tibia is the larger leg bone because when I say tibia, people think that I have a stress fracture in my foot. But Mm. no, it's the bone right in the middle of the bone. And uh, most people need surgery. I did not need to get surgery because it had started to heal, but it's like months and I'm still having pain. So if anyone has had one, let me know how long it took you to heal up all the way. Um, It's just so frustrating because I want to. Is there like a a Reddit group for stress fractures or something? Oh, that's a good idea. I did. I was reading on um, advanced running Mm -hmm. about a few people, um, but the consensus is basically like one day you wake up and you're not in pain anymore. Mm. But I'm at first I was thinking like they say stress fractures usually take six to eight, eight weeks. And then the type I have usually takes 12 to 16 weeks, yeah. but it's been, I need to look like it's been over 12 at this point. So mm. I'm going to go back on Reddit and I was actually going to go cause I, it was caused by running too much. I'm going to go on the advanced running sub where I'm always reading and ask people there. Right. So. Right. It's probably because I've gained so much weight. My bones just can't hold me. It is. I mean, that's what it is for me. Because when I was thinner in like 20 years ago, my I was two shi- shoe sizes smaller. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because when you're fat, your feet... That's why the the black ladies always go to uh, the same store with the drag queens because black li- li- uh, large I shouldn't say black but larger gals 
obese women, their feet are big. They are. Ask anybody who sells shoes. You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know anyone who sells shoes except your wife. Mm. You do. What about, um, mm, well, I don't know. Figure it out. I can check with her next time. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I should watch on the television? Uh, I enjoy watching. You told me to watch Love on the Spectrum. I watch Legendary, which is the you know, voguing show, the voguing contest, okay. the ballroom. It's not really good. I mean, the contest itself is boring, but it's fun because sometimes, like, the judges are so mean to the contestants that they start going ghetto. Like, it's like black fights, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Yeah, I, I just I don't watch anything. Other than old okay. sitcoms like Mike and I watch Mike and Molly because they're both fat. You might like that. Mm-hmm. They're huge and okay. they make fat jokes a lot. Um, yeah, so you can watch that. That reminds me, I haven't um, watched too. a bunch of them on TLC too. What they have a lot of fat shows. Yeah, they have a thousand pound friend. Uh-huh. Um, there's a few things. Is that a me and you? Is that a us? <laughs> well, we could be on the next. Um, Season of it, they'll cast us. What'd you say, Hervé <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. My carpet is so dirty. I'm rubbing it with my feet. Well, I guess we should stop talking since neither of us are talking anymore. I know. Um, I think we covered everything. I thought there was more to talk about with respect to the food, but I can't remember. Well, I can talk about food. Mm-hmm. Um, can I? I'll confess to what actually happened on Friday. Okay. So, first, I had, um, I had planned for like a week to go to this place that sells exotic meat burgers, but most of the meats weren't that exotic. Like they had. Um, bison, mm-hmm. lamb, um, a salmon burger, um, deer, elk. I mean, yeah. I don't. It's more, that sounds like Trader Joe's like food. Game. Yeah, that just sounds like yeah. Trader Joe's. That doesn't sound that exotic. To, but like, they nothing advertise it as exotic. Nothing endangered. So, so that's, yeah. no, no. I mean, they wouldn't be able to do endangered, or at least because they invited me there. What was that movie um, where know, those people eat all the endangered meat and it's like a big secret society? I just saw a movie about oh, that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but okay, wait, um, just to um, mm. digress for a second. I went to this restaurant in Chinatown where they had bird's nest soup. And, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, there were a couple things mm. that w- were really rare foods. And someone said to me, well, did you ask them for the good stuff? They probably sell it. It's just not on their menu. Mm like lion and sharks, you know, and whatever. Lion? And I was like, oh, I didn't even, th- well, I mean, maybe that's not a Chinese oh. thing to eat. I don't know. Um, but I didn't think about that while I was there, and I'm disappointed. But I also think that I would probably need to be with someone who speaks Chinese because um, I had to point at the menu. They didn't speak English in the restaurant. Ooh. So. I love Chinese food. But not I don't like, know that you'd like bird's nest soup, though. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't like exotic food in general. But I like Chinese um, food, like general sal's okay. chocolate. So, yeah, then what's not to like about that? 
okay, so I went to this pl- burger place that had invited me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made me a bison burger with a fried egg on top and mm. like grilled jalapenos and smoked mozzarella. You know, pretty mm-hmm. good, right? They made me a huge thing of onion rings, French fries, and the guy's like, oh, you need some sangria. And the day before, I had been drinking a lot and I got really high. Mm. And so I was like, ugh, you know, it's like, two o'clock in the afternoon i really don't need to start drinking now um but you know i couldn't not it was like you having the food in front of you i couldn't waste a drink i probably should have taken it to go um in retrospect anyway i drank it um and it was a really hot day and so like i could and I, i had just come from work so i could feel it and then i had to go straight from there to um this other burger place because they celebrate every national holiday and there's like four of them coming up. So there was national cheese day yesterday. So I got this double cheeseburger just dripping in cheese. Mm. Um, national ketchup day is today. I hate ketchup. So mm. I just like took a Stay picture home. of fries and onion rings with ketchup around it. Then there's cho- chocolate ice cream day is on Monday or Tuesday. Um, so I got a chocolate milkshake and then what was the other? A side day. Oh, national. Huh? A side day? Oh, I'm sure there is one of those. I'll have to look it up. But this is a burger place, so there was no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a big salad for myself, thinking I'll eat this later. So um, that was the second stop. Then I went to a third burger place. This one, they were um, advertising their June burger, which was toasted garlic bread, a beef patty, brisket on top of the patty. With oh, beef patty. Who's obese patty? <laughs> Sounds like peppermint patty. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Hamburger with brisket on top with gravy, Thousand Island dressing, and pickles. Mm. Um, and then with a side of potato pancakes. Mm. And this was like kind of a work thing. So I had a cocktail while we were there. Um, and then from there, we went to the steakhouse, which I told you about. And I just continued to drink. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, my weight gain is a little bit more but I really before going to the steak place I I didn't overindulge all I had was half a burger um, I have a question at, Fo- at Fogo's de Chow when they mm-hmm. come around every five seconds asking if you want sangria do they charge for that oh I don't know because the only events I've gone to have been an open bar that was comped oh I didn't even know they do that but you know what? I bet you it's a, um, it's kind of it's probably like Denny's where it's gross. If you pay for well, that too. Um, if you pay for a cup of coffee, it's unlimited. So it's probably like a forty dollar sangria. Mm-hmm. I'll Google that for you because I'm interested, but I never want to go back there. It's like Arby's. Like you hate it. You you'll forget eventually how disgusting it was, and you'll go back. And you'll be like, oh, why did I go again? That was disgusting. Well, I think, you know, when it's free, it's hard to resist. Something like that happened to me the other day. What was it that I ate that was so disgusting? And I thought, how could I do that again? I forgot how disgusting that. What was it? Chick-fil-A? No. No, it wasn't that. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember darn it so yeah 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 all right are you still there okay 
Um, I am. Googling something. Well, I was Googling the Fogo, but I can't find it. Mm-hmm. All right, Griselda. That's okay. That's a that's a that's a lot for people to think about. So, we'll give, you know. I know I must be boring now. We'll okay, we'll hear talk from later. Your, your fat update tomorrow, right? I will. Yes. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hello? Hagatha? It's Madge. Hey. What? So you don't like my screenshots? Well, it's if the... it's on the internet, it's fair game to show. No, they're fine. I just got sick of looking at them, so I deleted them. But you can keep posting stuff. Listen. Well, I know you don't like dead people. That's true. But it's just like you post... Oh, children. It posted, it, you post so many mangled genitals, and at some point it gets to be disturbing and unpleasant to look at. Except I did like that that lady with who was like basically a... Well, she had no arms or legs and a huge vagina. I liked that one. But the rest of them were just tedious. Oh, uh, the human... Oh, God. Like a lipstick or something? What'd they call her? No, flashlight. <laughs> That's what a lot of people use to masturbate with. I'm familiar with that. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they call that in jail? They call that feces, and it's a roll of toilet paper with a plastic bag in motion, and, and they pass it around. They call it a plastic pussy? A feces. A feces like a f- turd? Feces? Like feces? F-I-F-I, yeah. like the name, Fifi or Mimi or, No, you but know. it sounds like you said feces. I thought it was a turd in a, like a toilet paper tube. No. With plastic. Because that would be, that would feel the same, right? No, it's like used to in Chicago, mm. all the gay bookstores that had the back room with the glory holes. Yeah. And they sold porn in the front. They were all run by the mafia, and they all had these names like Fifi, mm. Frenchies, Mimi's, Lulu's. So they tried to like give it this feminine, sexy name mm-hmm. to get people going and get them going in there. But they slowly, those have been, you know, torn down and, you know, condominiums have been put up. Do you remember a drug queen named Memory Lane? Yes, she used to go around with the IV yeah. filled with vodka. Yes, and uh, oh God, what was that bar? I used to go there with my first husband. Uh, oh shit, I can't Bistro, think. Of it. Bistro, uh, two. Bistro two, yeah, a, man, it was a man's country. There was man's a, country. There was a post on. Um, you should follow Owen Keenan. You probably know him. He works at Unabridged, but he does these really nice. He always posts like vintage gay Chicago stuff. So today he posted something about Memory Lane. And how she would hang out, and she also like he mentioned the IV pull, but he she also used to carry a Polaroid camera, and she would take pictures of anyone for five dollars with her. Remember? And I always, yeah. I, I always, I still use one of her lines because she always she used to host like I think it was like Wheel of Fortune at Roscoe's, <laughs> like Gay uh, Wheel of Fortune. She's always talking yeah. about the ram and that. Yes, exactly. That's what she was. She'd always, always. she'd always say, "So and so couldn't be here. He's down the street at the adult bookstore." Wong, wong. 
the mm-hmm. ram, and yeah. then she would be down there. Yeah. That was the only reason she brought it up, because she was a, oh, she a was so major funny. regular there. She was funny. I don't know what happened to her, though. They said that she left Chicago, but nobody seems to know what happened to her. But God, she was funny. Well, she had the kind of face that yeah. could be dragged for decades, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she, she, could, had she could take a face joke. and a pointed nose. She would look good no matter what age she was. She was just fun. Somebody, but Mimi yeah. Marks, remember Mimi Marks? Yeah, I'd hate to around. see her now. She's still around. I, I think I saw her like last year at Market Days. Maybe. She looks the same. She's kept her surgery up. You know who does not look good? I'm sorry to say. Who? Honey West. She's, yeah. she's melting. I mean, she's still in shows. She's like in Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I actually saw her in uh, La Casa Fo. She was in it. And um, she's the understudy for the main role, believe it or not. But like, yeah, like wow. old old drag queens with a lot of surgery, they don't they don't do well. I shouldn't say drag queens, but anybody who has a lot of plastic surgery it just kind of melts. And and ugh, yeah, it's, even like thirty years ago, she was mm, in Berlin, mm-hmm. and I looked at her up close, and she had that old crepey old woman skin I was talking yeah. about on the last audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like 30 years ago. Yeah, she's... So I can't imagine. Whatever happened to that one bitch you used to always have for one man shows at that place on Belmont? Oh, God, what was her name? Belmont? Oh, Alexandra Billings? Who? Alexandra Billings? Yeah. Oh, she's doing well. She's in Hollywood. She actually had a part on a TV show like Law & Order or something, where she Uh, played a trans. It was uh, trans, um, transparent. Yeah, she was pretty good in that. No, she was also on like a regular NBC show, like Law and Order or something. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I rem- I think I heard about it, but I I never saw that. You know who I saw? She teaches. On a really she old, teaches old acting. Old Law and Order. Yeah. What? She teaches acting I saw in L.A. It was Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. Playing a victim, mm-hmm. but you know what about Amy Poehler? She was on Conan O'Brien when she was part of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was in the audience in that cup tour, and she was Max's, the drummer's little sister who had a crush on Conan. Mm-hmm. And she had the braces and the big wire thing across her face, and she mm-hmm. was so fucking funny. This is before she was anybody. Yeah, yeah. And just absolutely hilarious. That's and the I'm groundlings, right? Go places. That's the groundlings. What's that? The groundlings, the troupe. And from UCB, isn't it? The groundlings, yeah. yeah. A lot of great people. I think Christian, uh, Kristen, what's her name? The hilarious one with the baby hand on Wait. SNL. Yeah, she came from that, too. A lot of them did from the groundlings in L.A. Yeah. But I well, think I think know, Amy Poehler was one of the founders. Well, she was, Amy Poehler was one of the founders. Amy Poehler was one of the founders of the Groundlings. She started okay. the, the ECB. She was one of the founders. I think I read that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. The, well, I, I the lived ECB. right across the street from the Second City for like six years, mm-hmm. and I never ever took classes there, and I should have. You know what showed me that I really don't have what it takes uh, to do real comedy? I mean, I'm good with this kind of thing. But I tried. I was in a thing with David Serta in this uh, Sweetwater troupe, and we did a thing yeah. based on uh, Go Faster, Pussycat, Kill, Kill. 
and it was a massive event. And I had one thing what played the hillbilly mm-hmm. at a gas station, and I probably had 10 lines, and I could not learn my lines, and I was so bad that people were gasping in the audience. Were you on meds? I was so bad at acting. Were you on meds? No. Oh. I'm that sure fuck it was up. all something, because meds, not enough to, you know, make me an idiot like that. Well, I, I mean, just don't have it in me. I can't remember anything. Yeah. I don't know, but you're pretty funny. I mean, maybe you can't memorize lines, but you don't need really lines for improv. You know what I mean? But you don't, you, the yeah, thing you don't do is you I don't respect rules. Improv. I would be good at improv. Well, the problem you know is. What? I don't like. You don't respect the rules. I don't like watching that show called Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because I think I can do it much better than they do. Plus, I think they have plants in the audience Mm. to give them suggestions that they've already worked it out what they're going to do. But here's the thing with you, Agatha. To do improv, improv is about rules. You don't, you don't obey rules. You'd be like, fuck. Like I, I took a improv classes at Annoyance, and I did terribly because, like, they would stop me if, like, you I, can't you, say no. No, I, it's not about that. That's that's old school. Now nowadays, improv, and I can do. I don't. I agree with that. The the no thing, whatever. The you know, just agree with everything. Fine. But the thing is now you have to be politically correct. So you're not allowed to say anything misogynistic or you can't talk about retard. You can't imitate a retarded person. So like I, they would kept stopping me and, and scolding me for like, I made fun of how somebody with a hair lip talks. So like, you can't do that. I, I talked about, uh, said so-and-so is a bitch. They stopped me. You can't say that. So like the problem is if you don't play by those rules, like you have to play by the, it's it's totally changed what yeah, it used to be because annoyance created like co-ed prison sluts, which was like so vulgar and offensive. And the ironic thing is, you can't do that. Tom Crack was the big one. That wasn't annoyance though. That was that was, but that was fucking great. That was um, that was not annoyance. I forget the name of it. Well, Billy, to be really Billy fair, Mad, to be really mm-hmm. fair, mm-hmm. anybody can keep it clean and be hilarious if they're smart enough. Mm. You know, well, I'd like to see you try. Although I love George Carlin <laughs> and everything he did back in the day was everything. He would talk about fat people. Yeah. How do they wipe their ass? How do they fuck? He would go on twenty minutes about fat but like, people. I don't agree with what you said because, like, maybe I don't want to talk. Maybe what I want to talk about is necessarily dirty. You know, maybe I could talk about something boring that's funny, but if it's not interesting to me, then you're basically talking about censorship. And, you know, you're just saying, like, you can talk about what you want to do because you're a goody-goody trans with, you know, a vagina and a penis, so everything's fair game for you. But because I'm a cisgendered lesbian who likes to make fun of, you know, taboo things like race and gender that I'm not sort of platformed, you know what I mean? I just, you know, you shouldn't well, have to. if you believe in that kind of humor, just stand your ground and do it and make him drag you off the stage. Now, I'll give you a case in point <laughs> about clean humor. Okay. You're, we talked about her the other day. Do you remember uh, Waylon Flowers and Madam? Yeah, of course. If you look her up on the internet and look at one of her bits, one of her mm. shows, it is so well done. Yeah. And the humor... Uh, She'll make jokes about earlier things she said that'll just dovetail in the next thing she's talking mm. about, and it always ends hysterically. So she, re- she brings it all clean. together. Pardon me? She, like, brings it all together, you know, like... 
well, yeah, well crafted. It's not improv. Yeah. It's just like if you look at Charles Pierce. Mm-hmm. His stuff is hilarious and it's well thought out. And you know, it's not plain. It's really bad, but you know, I mean, good humor. Like that movie, Life is Beautiful. The comedy that was in those scenes is just right up there with the best comedy I've ever heard. Yeah. And he's Italian. Whatever mm-hmm. happened to him anyway? He was had a screw loose, didn't he? Who? Adrian Brody? Who are you talking about? No, um, the guy who wrote Life is Beautiful about the concentration camps, he won an Oscar. Yeah, I don't know who wrote that. I don't know. An Italian guy. Bertolucci? Oh, well. Bertolucci, I think, yeah. Um. So anyway, comedy is comedy. It depends on how smart you are. You have to be smart. You know, Joan Rivers has a library of like 40,000 jokes she wrote. I'd like to know who has that, who owns that. Benini, her you daughter. You put all that in a book. Her daughter, Melissa. The director is Robert Roberto. Whatever happened to her. How come you never, like, I don't understand. We not, Maybe it's because you're on a phone, but like I have such a difficult time having a two-way conversation with you because we're always talking over each other. And I don't know if it's because uh, you're using Well, that's your fault. I think it's you're using like some trash phone that can't do duplex. Anyway, well, why I don't have a nice phone? Why are you drinking out of a broken glass? I think is really the question of the day. Because it's big enough to hold my coffee, and I drink out of the other side, and it has these nice little corners in it. So when roaches fall in it. I can smush them over to the corner and smush them out to keep the roaches out of my coffee. I like it. I looked for a bigger one at the uh, dollar store, but they don't have one big enough. I have no words. You've taken my breath away with that. Well, so it's broken. I, I drink out of the other side. I don't drink out of the broken side. The bigger thing is, why do I have a pile of Sprite bottles up to the ceiling? No, that is a big problem. But the bigger problem is the fact that you drink out of a broken glass, partially because you enjoy murdering roaches while you drink, using the the pointy shards. Well, they just fall in there. You're saying they you like know, do Harry Carry? They like f- commit suicide on your glass? Then don't some yeah. of them fall into your beverage? That pot of uh, Sprite bottles has a roach nest underneath it. Okay, but forget about the roach nest. Do you do you have to fish roaches out of your coffee before you drink it? Yeah, I have to look in there and see if one had fell in. And oftentimes, yeah, there's two or three. And if they are, what do you do? They crawl up out of the, they crawl up out of that roach nest and they fall in wait what do you do do you still drink the coffee yeah after the roaches has been swimming in it girl i can't tell you the times i made my coffee and i went over there and there was four or five big fat roaches swimming in it and i just fished them out and drank my coffee girl what am i gonna do make coffee all over again i don't care it's gross i know 
I become acclimated to living in a human roachness. But yeah, I was but gonna, roaches are. I cleaned up half my kitchen, man. Roaches. And I was going to do the other half, but I've been watching porn. I watched porn for eight hours of the stress. Roaches carry diseases, Agatha. Terrible diseases. Do you want a terrible disease? No, they don't. Yeah, they no, do. They don't. Pretty sure. Roaches are smart. Hmm. Are they, they see me coming and they run away because they know I got my can of roach spray and I love I'd love to kill them. Well, we have a rat problem here. There's been rats in our alley and like one of them. So there's a gap, like the clothing store right behind our building. So like if you go behind uh-huh. my house, you walk six feet and you're uh, there's a wall for the gap. Well, right now the there's this huge like mouse hole like it's a rat hole okay you know what like in a cartoon they show like these big exaggerated mouse holes where the mouse lives in the wall you know what i mean it's always like and you see these yeah you know anthropomorphic mice you know walking around like that's what kind of a hole we have in the gap and that you can see like all yeah. this dirt like the, the the rats ate a hole in the brick and then they burrowed all this dirt and there's like a whole bunch of dirt coming out of this like mickey mouse mouse hole that where the rats are going, yeah. and it's uh, scary. My alley had that. Chicago has a terrible rat problem. They put out all of those yeah. poisons, and it doesn't seem to phase them. They're, no, they're huge yeah. in the alleys in Chicago. Yeah. I want us to get, I think we might have to get a cat, like, as a building, right? Just get a cat. Do you think we should do that? Like, just get a cat? Will, this, will they kill them? No, cats. Rats are too big for cats to kill. They like mice. So what? I had mice in my God. apartment in Chicago. They're little bitties. They're about an inch long with a long tail. Okay, so what do you get to kill a, a rat? You get, There's no animals that will kill rats? What about a mongoose or a, an eagle? A mongoose could kill a rat. So I need to get a mongoose for the building? Yeah, for your alley. Okay. Do that. Well, it's a private alley. That's the problem. Oh my God, it's so creepy. I feel like Do the world. Do you have a car? Alley. No. Does your wife have a car? No. Mm-hmm. Why? I just wondered. My car is still running. Can you believe it? To me, cars it are. It stalls out sometimes. Cars are a total waste of money. I don't believe in them. It's just like. Why? Well, have you a... have to have it down here. You have yeah. to have it. No, I understand that, but I just like. In general, I mean, a car is like throwing away hundreds of dollars a month that you don't otherwise have to spend. And plus, like, the thing that I really hated about a car is when something goes wrong with it. It's like having an, a pet or, a, you know, a medical bill. Yeah. It's just so fucking awful to deal with. And then when you live in Chicago and everybody wants money because you have a car, like a city sticker, a towing company, a parking oh, meter. Of it's just one huge... Dude, I had so much in parking tickets. This one summer, when I lived by Second City, I would come out every day, and I would have three tickets in my mm. on my car. What would you do? For not having a sticker, mm. parking in the wrong spot, and not having something else. I tore them up and threw them in the street. Mm. Well, after all summer of that, I owed like $10,000. And they put a boot on me, and my boss paid like $4,000 to get it off. Mm-hmm. And then it happened a second time, and he said, You're on your own. So I went, I was going to get the boot, and I went down the traffic court. Mm-hmm. And they go down there and they look all around the traffic uh, court for scoff laws, people like me. And a scoff law? You're a scoff law? My car. What is a scoff law? I don't even know what that means. 
I scoff off the person who has a lot of tickets and doesn't pay him. Is that like an outlaw and a scoff in jail? But used to, you just they never got their money. Mm. So you scoff at the law. But when I was down there, um, they put a boot on it, and I just let them take it. I didn't do anything. I let them take it. Geo tracker. They sold it. They got the money. They didn't apply it to the money I owed them, and it, that that's what happened. Hagatha, I forgot to tell you. So last night, this friend of mine had a boat. She turned 50, so she had a boat a boat party on the Anita D. You know, the Anita D, which means yeah. I need dick or I need to duty, depending on your orientation for those things. And um, uh-huh. so there are a lot of people on the boat. Like, how uh, about this one guy? You wouldn't, like, he was so... <laughs> gorgeous i couldn't stop looking at him he had like this he was like had this caramel colored skin kind of like an afro he must have been like 22 right just so gorgeous and he wore like these striped shorts and nobody else was wearing store shorts because it was cool and kind of rainy and with Uh this but this booty on him it was just it was like you ever see a guy video yeah that's the one that was him you saw that with the stripes yeah it's like you see uh-huh. that booty, and it, and it was like three hours of that booty on a boat. And I don't even know this person. I didn't even talk to him, but like, it's like, do you it ever turned s- you into a top? Right? Do you ever? It's almost turning me into a, a, a cisgendered gay man because you know I'm a lesbian. But do you ever yeah. just sometimes you know you stare at some b- gorgeous person because yeah, it's almost incons- not created be- equal because it's un- wait. Let me finish. Let me I- finish. You. St- you stare at a body that is so incredibly beautiful that you have to keep looking at it because you forgot how incredibly gorgeous it is. And then you look again and you're like, oh my God, it's better than I thought. How does this happen? And how is this right in front of my face? Like sometimes I think people misunderstand perverts in a way. Like sometimes it's just a matter of admiring something beautiful, like a painting, right? Yeah. Because like his, his, his body was just structured in an unbelievably, like, amazing way. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. My one boyfriend, a heroin addict among mm. many, first time I saw his ass, my jaw dropped. Mm. He had these perfect, round, bubble butt mm-hmm. buns. Unbelievable. And that's why when he was incarcerated for a year, I know those blacks were looking at that butt and wishing they had it. And I bet you some of them got it. And I've had to resign myself to the fact that he probably had sex in prison. He probably enjoyed it. You know what? I'm happy he did. But at the time, I wanted to cut my wrist. You know, I I had a grinder trick. This is years ago before I was engaged and married. But I had a grinder trick. I think it was in Florida, maybe. I don't know. And uh, this person came over and he had the most like another one of those amazing bodies where like you look at the the it's like it's almost like it can't be real. It's just it's otherworldly. Right. And my immediate thought was like, you're obviously in the wrong house. Don't you want to leave? Like when I saw like (sighs) take it after he took his clothes off, I like my immediate thing was. Oh my God! You're gonna. I'm just, not good enough. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, 
Yeah, like that. I almost didn't want to take my clothes off because I thought, well, this is just a wrong number. Like, oh, you've dialed wrong, obviously, but it still happened. You know, it's just. How long ago was this? I don't know. A long time. You weren't bad looking as a younger man. I mean, you you aged okay. You you don't look that much different. Thank you, but I have low self esteem. Yeah. I look like shit. Well, it's about self esteem, though, not reality. You know what I mean? And yeah, some. I agree. You have to in the sexual arena. Number one, you have to be confident. Mm, exactly. You have to go over the cute. Go for the yeah. cutest guy, yeah. and you know what? More often than not, you can get him. Especially kind of normal. Especially and you play if, the game right. You're yeah. not too eager, but you let them know you're there. You let them chase you. Especially um, if they have low self-esteem. If they have low self-esteem, then you're in luck. Yeah. Because that's very yeah. easy to manipulate. Low self-esteem, it's like, yeah. It's, it's just. Well, yeah. another big part of that equation is a lot of queens just want a decent dick, and I have mm. a decent dick, and I let them see it. You know, you can't be escorted and have a, mm-hmm. a tiny dick. I saw a thing on YouTube today about this intersex guy. Mm-hmm. They're born, they're hermaphrodites, basically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them go from male to female to male to female, whatever the mood strikes, and they can get fucked by a guy. Mm-hmm. Or they have, like, a one-inch clit that they can, you know, rub on a pussy, I guess. People used to think I was intersex because, like, when I first went on Live Journal, which is, like, in 2000, I went on and I used, like, this stupid name that I I was just making fun of all these dumb people. So my my handle was no way, like N-O-W-A-Y, because I was like one of those girls saying, like, no way did you just say that? You know, that kind of thing? Like, no way. People used to say no way a lot back then. So that was my name. And then, so like my hand, my, my profile said, my name, is, I forget something or something, but I have a penis and a vagina. It itches and it burns or something like that, right? It was just like stupid. Yeah. But like the, but these, this one um, intersex person named Mitri- Mistress Malarca, who's this African-American intersex person, like actual, like she's kind of uh-huh. befriended me and, and confided in me. Oh yeah, I'm intersex too. But like, I didn't have the heart to tell her, oh, I'm just talking shit i'm not intersex and then like but actually she was a an ntac person it turns out but that's another story too i overshared well a lot of those people on youtube who are intersex there's probably 12 Mm. different people that are on there talking about their life yeah they're like cross dressers cross dressers are men with no fashion sense Mm. who like women's clothes sometimes they're straight often they're straight but they look horrible. Okay. These intersex people look right. like truly androgynous. You could look and say, yeah, that, that could be a girl. Or, yeah, that could be a guy. They, their face. Yeah, really that's the thing. See, see, what you, what, see th- but see, this is where people miss, they misunderstand Dave Chappelle. Because that person you just described, that sort of very masculine guy with no fashion sense who dresses as a woman and looks horrible, basically like me, that those yeah. people are. Like, because of people like that, that's who he's laughing at. Because you you can't, right. But like, you can't not laugh at that because it's hilarious. And all he's doing, Chappelle is doing is he's, he's not transphobic at all. He's just saying like, I'm, I accept that 
as I should, of course, there's all kinds of people you sleep with whoever you want. He's never said, but you have to understand something that people like that, like macho men that look like pharmacists and dress uh-huh. up like a woman with terrible taste and bad, nasty wigs. That's funny. And I have the right to laugh right. at it. And that's all he sure. says. It's fucking funny. That's all. And it is. I agree. It's fucking hilarious. You know what's weird about that? When I was living downstate in my home, down here in my town, when I was 31, I used Uh, to go to this place in Paducah, Kentucky, mm -hmm. that had glory holes. Paducah? And you would get Paducah, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you would get these, oh my God, gorgeous country boys in there who would go in there pull their pants down, they're wearing panties and a bra. Really? And they're, they're wise panties and a bra, you have to assume. Well, did I tell you that and everybody little, wants to be peed on at IML? Like, that's the big thing now, is these fucking diaper queens? Peed diapers? Yeah. yeah. I was looking, there's even an ad in the Gay Chicago Magazine or whatever for IML. It's like, oh, here's a party for people who just want to stay warm. Uh, yeah, like it was like a picture of a diaper. It's like stay warm down there, like wink, wink. Like <sighs> what? Why would you want to be in a dirty diaper? That is the fucked up shit, right? Even for you, even for you, that's fucked up, right? Well, you know, I'm on YouTube all the time, and yeah. it makes me interesting. I, I clicked in strange addictions. Mm. So you have a million people who have pica. Which is they oh, yeah, eat yeah. rocks. I had yeah, the show. I've eat. watched the show, My Strange Addiction. We've covered it on Yeast many times. Yeah. 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 You have people. This one guy was married to a rubber doll and he was really in love with her and just weird stuff. But this one woman enjoyed mm. dirty diapers and smelling them and licking them. And she's like, they have to have a lot of pee on them. And she said, no, puffing this diaper. But, but, Hagatha, but Hagatha, here's the thing. Remember that little guy I told you about last week? Um, the the Lord, Japanese guy. Uh, so, like, you know, he was in IML. He was naked. He got his shackles on. But no, yeah. ma- no mask, right? In IML, in yeah. this crowded fucking thing, no mask. Not really. Anybody's wearing a mask anyway. I'm talking about a COVID mask. But I saw him the other he was day. too pathetic to arrest. Can I... Who's going to arrest that No, guy? I said no mask. He didn't wear a mask. I didn't say... I didn't say... Yeah. Okay. But listen, I'm telling you a story. Let me continue. So I was walking down the street the other day on Halstead, and I saw him, but he's wearing oh, no. a mask. Like, why would you wear a mask outside when you're wearing your normal clothes, not wearing shackles, but at IML, he's naked and no mask? Or do you think he got COVID or monkeypox at the IML, and that's why? What do you think? Well, you hear a lot of people uh, making fun of people who wear masks outside. People are neurotic when it comes to their health. But you know, okay, people but, get uh, really paranoid. I mean, if they're paranoid to begin with, and then you throw in a pandemic, they automatically go, you know, psychotic. Fine, but then why wear a mask at outside and not wear a mask at IML with you when your dinkies out and you're wearing. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. He wants the whole package to be out oh. there. I mean, maybe she's looking for love and she wants to show her Chinese face. I mean, yeah. I mean, people like that need love too. Although I'm sure he never had a boyfriend in his life. He's like Bill. Oh, 
Bill's sister. I mean, I may have had a fucked up life, but I've had like four loves of my life that each of them was, you know, as much as a major marriage. Well, you know, people now get married four times and divorced four times, you know. When you go to the afterlife, which one of your former spouses is going to be there? That's what I want to know. Right. Your first love? Well, I think they have a Xerox machine, so you have copies of all of them. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm surprised you really called me today. It's so since since I was on the last one I listened to well, it. I you, liked it. You were on a timeout because I forget why. I guess that's the problem. I can't remember why I gave you a timeout. Oh, because, because you I didn't wasn't like the on you Hello Graham very no, much. No, because you didn't like my opera. My opera. You were complaining. You said it was boring. So I have to get you. I gave you a timeout, but Blanche, it's over. Go on, you Blanche. Match, listen. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with opera, it, that, but that's not what people tune into your to your podcast for. I don't care. I do the show they for They can go get the opera anytime they want. I do the show for me. They have to fast forward to it. No, not everybody does. Bit. Not everybody does. Some people like opera. And the thing is, Hagatha, you understand that I created the show for me, and I do it as an expression of me. And the reason I put those together are important to me. To put the, and they make sense in my mind in a way that makes me laugh. What does it matter what I think? Well, it doesn't. That's why you were on a timeout. I'm just Hagatha. You can't you can't ban me for an opinion I hold. I have so oh, many I can, opinions that I can't to. even talk about because you'll censor me. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm constantly censoring myself every time I open my mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. It just sometimes it's frustrating when people don't appreciate the things I appreciate. Yeah. Well, my latest thing with porn is straight guys who, for money, let guys uh, bukkake them and all come on their face. Mm. They have like 10 guys come on their face, and they're straight, but they, they give them $500 and they do it. And you know what? You can tell a straight guy from a gay guy in porn. Hagatha, can I tell you it, something? Because you, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but having worked on the business end of porn for many years, I can tell you that that shit's all fake. <laughs> that shit is all fake, okay? They're not really straight guys. They're just whoever would wants to get paid to come on some dude's face. And they're usually gay people. Sometimes you'll get a gay guy, but or a straight guy, but they're not straight. I can guys. tell the difference. I no, I beg to differ. You can't. If you go to straight boy, broke straight boys, or straightboys dot com, it's fake. You can tell they're like military types. You can just tell by by the way they fucking breathe that it's they're fake. straight. It's fake. Oh, uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> I can tell. Okay. And even if I'm wrong, it gets me off. Mm -hmm. See, you have to keep it. You need it. You need. To I have to that. keep rotating my fetishes. Like one day I'll do all vintage movies back before condoms, the old Falcon ones, and I'll do that. Then the next day I'll do twinks, and the next day I'll do big monster cocks. And you know, I just I I have probably twenty fetishes I cycle through. I'll tell you something. Not Otherwise, it would get boring. I will I will tell you this. The, the 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 straight guys that's fake in the porn. The roaches, 
that are committing suicide on your broken glass, they are real, and you need to do something about them. Well, one thing about the straight guys, they always mm-hmm. come while they're getting fucked. Straight guys love to get The gay for pay guys. Straight guys do love to get And then they keep fucking them. You know how whenever you come and they're getting fucked, you want them to pull out immediately? You're over it. You've had enough. You don't want to get fucked anymore. But then they keep doing it, and that's kind of a turn on to me. From which standpoint? the boy comes, they keep fucking them. Oh, yeah, that's a huge turn on for sure. Got to agree with you there. I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. It's fucking hot. I mean, part of and plus they slap them this one website. <laughs> well, they're getting fucked. They slap them across the face. Well, and you know, sometimes. It boys off. It does, they want to react, but they can't. Right. You can tell. But sometimes, you know, like when you have. The thing is, like, uh, if a gay sort of selfish bottom who's trying to get off, they'll, like, be playing with their dick while they're getting fucked, right? And yeah. Then, and then, so, like, but. And then when they come they don't play with their dick anymore so their asshole becomes much more loose and therefore potentially enjoyable for the top so of course you want the the little loose is not good tight is good loose is bad depends on depends i don't agree with you it just depends on the situation depends well i notice that the bigger the dick the looser the more they gape the more I'm sure the guy fucking him is not really into it because when you get fucked by a dick that big, you just, all muscles just completely go away and you have a big, saggy, loose cunt hole that they're fucking. Yeah. So what's your point? I agree with you there. But what's the point? Yeah. Well, I, if Gapers you like delay. seeing the anal destruction, that can be part of the fetish, fetish yeah. by itself, you know? I like a gay pad. I told you, I don't like the rosebud. It's so disgusting to me. Laps. The prolapses. And when they're licking the prolapse and oh, sucking on it, so oh my God, disgusting. I have to turn it off. I saw this movie and he was like licking the laps like it's a fucking dick. It was so awful. Yeah. I'm sure you've probably I, seen the same movie. Oh. Awful. No, it was looked like, like it that. looked like it's awful, and the way it has those vertical lines on it or horizontal lines, like uh, uh-huh. like one of those toys, it's ribbed, like corduroy. Yeah, they look like those dog toys, those big red dog toys. The same thing. Yeah, Kong, Kong they're called Kong dongs or something. Oh, this is dark. This is we're getting real dark, Agatha. It's dark. Now, because any time you talk about porn, I saw on the thing today about the, that most kids as young as 10 are watching porn on the internet because you, there's no way they can put parental controls enough that if you type in pussy and hit images, you're automatically going to show 20 cats, but there'll be one picture of a pussy that squeaks through. Even so with safe search, are watching porn when they're super young, even with parental controls. I wonder what that does to kids. Hagatha, I want to ask you a question. We talked about the guns a little last week, but let me ask you: yeah. why, why would any sane? Because I just can't seem to get an answer to this simple question. But why would a sane, law-abiding citizen want or need to to have an AR-15? Why? What's the purpose? You're a sane person. The same reason car people want a Camaro. They want the top of the line. They want the cutting edge of the latest. But you use a car. They pride themselves on it. 
But a car, you drive, you use it. Whenever would you use an AR-15? When would you ever use it as a normal law-abiding citizen Well, the kind of cars I'm talking about is like a 67 Chevy. You don't drive it. You have it inside in your mm. big airport hangar with your other 20 cars, and you don't drive it. I mean, they're probably they're going to shoot it. They're going to do target practice with it. They're going to go out in the country, you know, have fun with it. But it's all about the latest and greatest, I think. But it's from the 50s, It's an extension it? of their penis. Yeah, there you go. Don't you know, the bigger the gun, the smaller the dick. Mm. Yeah. You think? Well, what gets me is these far-right uh, campaign ads where they show these people blowing up cars and shooting out TV sets and all that, all of yeah. these uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Maher said all those, didn't he? You watched Bill Maher the other day? Yeah, I saw that, that yeah. on Bill Maher. Yeah, he had all that. Which is just appealing to what's important to people, you know? Surprised they aren't kissing the Bible and jacking off on the Bible or something. Those people love their Bibles. Mm-hmm. I just I wonder, like, are they, like... About I think, like, are they, I'm worried that people are creating sort of, getting set up for some sort of Civil War army, honestly. Like, if there's 10 million of these fucking guns out there, and they're all owned by these crazy right-wing people, doesn't that mean that they're all fucking armed, by definition, and we're not? I mean, it's pretty scary if you think about it. I mean, if you do... Okay, but to have a Civil War, you have to have a line of demarcation between... The mm-hmm. one area and the one area, like we have with the north and south, any state, it's like gerrymandering. You have your big gun areas, and then you have your cities where you don't have that. Well, it sounds How like are you going to have a war in, in that where it's, you know, it's like a checkerboard across the country? Isn't that how it was, like in Kosovo and Serbia and all that? Wasn't it kind of like that? I don't know. I don't know, but, like, I just worry about it because, like, let's say somebody like Trump comes back and gets more serious where it's like he has actual brown shirts. I mean, wouldn't he just snap a few fingers and he's got a whole army of brown shirts? I mean, that not that something we should be concerned about? No. Just, that's you don't think so? Happen. Really? I, I don't know how you no. can be so dismissive of it. I, at least, don't you think that's something People to seriously don't consider? don't each other enough to shoot the opposite side. Not yet. Well, they shoot children. Well, those are disturbed people that do that. Well, there sure are a Nobody lot of them. Nobody in their right mind would shoot one child, let alone 19. Well, it seems like there's a lot of people that aren't in their right mind and have access to guns. Well, yeah. Yeah. And what's being done about the, it? A lot of those, if you really look at it, it's basically a glorified suicide. Mm-hmm. Either they shoot themselves or they get cut, they get shot by the police. Yeah, that's right. You no, know, they anyone who is suicidal enough that they know they're going to die, they know they're going to carry it out. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. They've made up their mind. A person like that can do anything, especially if they don't believe in God or an afterlife or judgment. Mm-hmm. They're psychotic in that they don't have any empathy at all. Yeah. 
So why not kill 20 people and make the, you know, the national news? Mm -hmm. You know, normally they kill their parents beforehand. And I think a lot of that is they want to bring shame on their parents. Because people look at the parents and say, what did they do wrong? If you hate your parent, one way to get back at them is to kill them and then kill or kill 20 people and just have their parents live with the shame of it, you know? Well, to me, it just seems so obvious that the solution is, as unrealistic as it may be in this political climate, is to not have guns available to anyone, you know, because that's the problem. Like, every country has crazies, but ours are the ones that have access to guns, you know? I know, but you have to go back in time. Why did they write that into the Constitution? For people to protect the slaves. Because they wanted to If they didn't have guns to protect themselves, the government can come in and just take over their assets, take over their their farm, their money, their cows, slaves. their pigs. Mm-hmm. So, so what? So, so how does that relate to today, then? People are still... Well, they think that they you can have to look at protect. what is required to protect yourself and yeah. what is an extreme uh, form of a tool of war, a gun that you would only need in a warlike setting. Yeah, right. You don't need that to protect yourself. That's right. You know, like I said the other time, they outlawed those guns and then it lapsed and they never brought it back for a vote again. It lapsed? It ran out. They had a ban on assault rifles, and it was the law, and then it ran its course, and they never brought it up again. George Bush let it rot. Yeah, the Republicans made sure it didn't come up again. I don't think it's all NRA. The NRA has got a lot of money and a lot of influence, but I think people are more worried that if their constituents think that they're anti-gun, they won't get voted into office. Everybody is so worried yeah. that they're not going to get voted into office. They'll do whatever the fuck the public wants. But only like there's only like 10 million, and granted it's a lot, but 10 million of those assault weapons out there in the U.S. So it's not like a majority. It's not like guns in general. I mean, I think yeah. you could still ban them without having... I don't know. I guess I do get it. But at the same time, I think, like, how do they really know? Because what I see is I see government doing not what the people want. Because most people do want gun control. Most people do want universal health care. Most people want abortions to be legal. But all those things are going in the opposite direction because government doesn't do what people want. So what's going the on? The people who vote, the people who vote are the only people that count. Well... Yes, but also the problem is what people, what you, what government does after they win those elections is not what people want. They they give a bait and switch, and that's true of Democrats and Republicans because they do what the corporations want because they're the ones that are really giving them money. At least that's the way I see. It. Well, the things that people really want are the things that Democrats are offering. But you would think the Democrats would win every time, but they don't because they don't actually do any of it. They just promise it. They don't actually fucking do it. And then they'll say, of course, oh, but it's because we don't have enough votes. We don't manage. Of course, they're always going to say, give us excuses. But the bottom line is Biden isn't fucking shit. At, he isn't worth a shit when it comes to persuading anyone. I mean, his fucking, 
gun speech was a joke. Like, oh, God darn, dag nabbits, do something, people. Like, what? Yeah, I know. He has no ability yeah. to, to, like, rally the troops. Words are cheap. Well, back to that point yeah. about Democrats. Bill yeah. Maher is always talking about the fact that he has a thing in his backyard where he wanted to have solar panels on, like, a shed. Yeah, he got his And solar. it took him two yeah. years and, like, 200 different forms he had yeah. to fill out. Yeah. That's true. In order to get it done, and like they build these houses for the homeless, little bitty houses, and they're like eight hundred thousand dollars to build in yeah. California. Yeah, I, know, I know. That's what's wrong with the Democratic Party: all the bureaucracy and the payoffs and the inflated cost to do anything. Well, you have to understand. And that's why like, Democrats aren't voted in as much as they should be. They, you know, that's look, I, ridiculous. I love Bill Maher because he makes me laugh, but he's been so full of shit lately. Not talking about that How? specifically. Like his, the, this thing where he constantly mentions the Walgreens being broken into, you know, where you can just take whatever you want at Walgreens in San Francisco. He just says that over and over again. He gets these things in his what? idea about how you can just steal from Walgreens and you don't, you know, you can take whatever you want. Because there was one video of some people breaking into Walgreens and the security didn't do anything. So he's been on yeah. this tirade how it's perfectly I don't, legal to steal. That guy's kind of dangerous. He was all in black. And yeah, but it's a one-off. He, right, but Bill Maher talks about it like it's this regular occurrence. And then, like, the other stuff he does is he's really against, like, the whole thing about trans people being able to, like, allow their kids to take puberty blockers and whatnot. But the thing is, like, oh, I, can, I can understand having an opinion on that, but he always brags about how he doesn't want to be a parent, he hates kids, you know, he's just going to be single for his rest of his life. But he acts like he knows better than parents about how to raise kids, you know, that kind of shit. Like, he has this that. kind of know-it-all attitude, like, get off my lawn shit. And that shtick's been getting more, and the funny shtick has been getting less lately. That's just what I notice. I mean, I still watch him because it's fun. But I find more and more he make, he's not making me laugh as much and just saying more stupid shit. Like, I mean, he seems like he's really trying to get into this sort of right-wing audience, the kind of Tucker Carlson audience. And I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a little disappointing to me. Well... He's his own person, and you have to take you have to take into account. Consider the source. I appreciate you that know? if it's I mean, his own person, but I don't that he think he hasn't had a relationship that yeah. that's been enough. You know, well, there's a reason for that. I'm pretty and it's sure a deficiency on his part. But I am pretty sure he's he's into like conservative chicks. Like, didn't he fuck Ann Coulter? I think he still fucks Ann Coulter. Like, I think he fucks a lot of these like crazy right-wingers like i'm sure he would want to fuck megan mccain you know i mean like he's got this i think his kink is i don't think he fucks enough people maybe he comes across as somebody that needs to get laid yeah well yeah that's probably right but who doesn't i need to get laid you know it's but it's coming up on a year since my crystal meth relapse and i yeah. haven't touched a man since that uh that day mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, I look terrible. I look so old. Mm. I think it's very telling that in all my dreams, I'm 30 years old. Then I wake up and I'm 60, and I'm like, oh, there wasn't a dream the other day. I did say I was 16 in my dream. I keep dreaming. I had that wonderful dream, can I tell you? Mm-hmm. Sure. I've only kissed a few of the guys that I was involved with. I'm not a big kisser. Right. But it is the most intimate thing. Mm-hmm there is if you do it right 
I mean, you can get weak in your knees and almost faint if you kiss somebody right. But I had this dream about this guy, and in this dream, we gave each other a really soft, sweet kiss, and it, was, mm. it just felt so good. And I woke up feeling so life fulfilled from mm. it as if I'd actually. You make no sense. I got cut off. I know what well, some Hagatha. This is so weird because like you Google logged me out because I was using Google Voice, and then they made me like answer all these security oh. questions because I was talking to you probably. Anyway, what were you talking about? You sound better than the last time. You were talking about your I dream. I was talking about that sweet dream I had about kissing that guy. But yeah. in that dream, I was younger, but I said I was 16. Mm-hmm. So. You said you were 30. No, in the dream, I was 30. Yeah. I don't know. I just know I'm 30. I don't have to see my reflection. You know, oftentimes I'll have dreams where I'll look in the mirror and I see a totally different person. But who like is, somebody with really long hair, or somebody really cute, mm-hmm. or somebody really ugly. They say when you do that, that you're seeing a reincarnated part of yourself. What do you think about that? And do you believe in reincarnation? I don't. Because I think we're here to learn and our souls evolve. And how can you demote yourself down to a dog? Um, I don't believe in anything that I can't like I mean like I don't not believe in reincarnation but to believe in something as specific as that as that requires a lot of dogma that I just don't have like it's like that whole flying spaghetti monster thing like you know anything's possible but why would it be something that specific is like be kind of coming back as another organism I think it's stupid and the other thing is like I had a friend who was Buddhist a long time ago and she's like oh I'm a Buddhist now I'm reincarnated I was this she said, I said, oh, I was reincarnated. I used to be a tree because I felt like I always feel like a tree. Like I just get dormant sometimes. She said, oh, you can't be a tree. I'm like, why not? She said, because it's not allowed in Buddhism. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why can't I be a fucking tree? Because you're just rules. I mean, like, so I don't believe in dogma. Well, I've had experiences with a lot of fakers. In the 80s, I went to this one place called Isis Rising in Rogers Park. It was such a cool place. It was Mm -hmm. at the height of the 80s New Age movement. Mm -hmm. And anybody who was cool was into the crystals and the chakras and Reiki and all that stuff. But I had a reading there, and they told me that I was a nun who was an artist, but because I was a woman and I was a nun, I wasn't allowed to express my art. And then this lifetime was a reaction to that one. Mm. And that's why I had uh, gender issues and being gay and being an artist. Gender issues? And I saw... What gender issues? The fact that I was a female before and I was a male now, that mm. there was some residue from being a female before. You might have was, been a horrible woman. I mean, any gay what man would love to be a woman for 24 oh, hours. You bet. I don't care. She was the biggest You're, top in the world. You probably were like eight. You must have died. When you were a woman, you probably died at the 18 from syphilis. I mean, you are such a whore. How could you? I was a nun, they said. Oh. Like a mother Please. superior, not just a nun, but like the top nun. Bullshit. Then I saw this other guy, Gregory Paxton in Rogers Park, mm-hmm. who had an ad in the paper for past life for Gregory. Yes, I remember that. You believed in that shit. I remember. Do you still believe in that garbage? 
No, he That's told me that he had the key to the Akashic Records, which is a library Sylvia Brown, of all the answers to all mm. the questions of the universe, and he could mm. find out where buried treasure was because of the Akashic right. Records and all this stuff. And I was like, well, why don't you do it instead of placing an ad and doing these ridiculous consultations mm-hmm. out of your house in Rogers Park? Yeah, And he told me a bunch of crap about Mm-hmm. these forces around me that were dragging me down and making me be a sexual compulsive and they mm-hmm. all have their hooks in me and a bunch of crap. You used to, t- you used yeah, to I, go I, off about that shit with me. I remember thinking, this bitch really believes this garbage. I think fairly recently, too. You sure you don't still no. believe in that crap? I think you do. You still believe I believe it. in a lot of things I don't talk about on here. Like the mm. big thing that I've got nowadays is about quantum theory. Have you heard about the double slit theory? Two vaginas? No. Yeah, I know Basically, what you're talking about. With the light, where the electrons go in. Is the particles are waves. Huh. But the moment you look at one or the moment you see it or recognize it, it turns into a particle. Right. Yeah, I'm familiar and, with and the concept. And that's why how our intentions form material consciousness out of our thoughts and our desires and our beliefs. Okay, so the first part of what you just but said... people run with hold that. On. But people hold run on. with that. The first part of what you just said is science. The second part sounds like bullshit, and I've never heard it before, so please re- explain that. Well, Bill Nye, I saw a thing yesterday where he really went... Um, down on the people who run with that and say explain that, it, you know, you went, everything is yeah. a wave and, you know, all consciousness rocks out of consciousness and that's a mad bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't fully understand. When I do, I'll report here once okay. I figure it out. Yeah. Quantum but I'm into all that quantum, it's a quantum mind theory. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I believe in that. It's not, I mean, quantum theory is real. It's science. I mean, you don't have to believe in it. It's 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 real. But the other stuff. You know who I really love is Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. Why? He had a machine. He had a machine that he built. It was mm-hmm. a huge, huge antenna. And he had something on the top that they still don't know what it is now. Mm-hmm. But he was able to conduct the Earth's electromagnetic electricity into free energy for the whole world. And the powers that be that were funding it got decided, you're not going to sell any more standard oil if you have free energy and all this. And so, and Comet and all the electric okay. companies. I think you've mixed, Hagatha, I think you've missed, mixed up real life science with the plot of Atlas Shrugged. Because that's basically what you just described is the plot of of John Galt's invention in Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. So well, that's probably based on Nikola Tesla. But the thing about Tesla that was so sad is he all the money he made and you know, all the two hundred patents mm. he put all that money back into his work. And when he was mm. an old man, he lived the last ten years of his life in a shitty motel, eating milk and bread and feeding the pigeons. Okay, that reminds Isn't that me. Awful? Yeah, that reminds me of something. I got to finish, but I want to tell you about. All right. I want to tell. You, I was just talking with Griselda, but I know you won't listen to that part of the show because you're not in it. But she, she, yeah. you know, she's an Instagram influencer. And she got a co-branding with an hourly motel that she's going to be doing work for. So she's Good for her an hourly motel. So she's like going to eat 
food in an a- to, in the hourly motel to advertise it. What do you think of that? I, good for her. Yeah. I told She's, you. Uh, she deserves as many outlets as she can fill. She's I, a bright girl. I told her she should, but it's an hourly motel, Hagatha. Aren't you concerned for her well-being in such a flea bag of a... It's hourly to hotel. That's like sex place. You think that's okay? Yeah. I told her to bring a black well, light. She needs a knife in her purse or at least maybe a gun or something. Yeah. I don't know. Those kind of hotels are make my place look clean. Well, maybe not so much that. I think you kind of live vicariously through her being such a gorgeous. She's a gorgeous woman. She's very pretty. She's aging wonderfully. I think you kind of vicariously live through her. I think she's your real womanly self. That's why you love her so much. Maybe, but I would like to know, Hagatha, what if you could, if people from the Grum replace your glasses, like send you some glasses, would you be willing to throw out the broken one? No, I like it. You like the broken glass? Yeah, it's just big enough for my coffee I, I pour in that. But aren't I you like afraid, it. like, oh, you're watching some show and you grab your cup, and what if you're not thinking and you slice your fucking face off? You're not worried that that can no, happen? No, I'm not drinking or drugging, so that doesn't happen. I like the little mm. corners so I can smith the roaches in. That's so fucked up. I feel like, like, <laughs> the thing is, like, with this show, like, I've talked, I've, it's been, like, almost two hours. I feel like I want to erase everything except for that one little part where you talk about how you kill your roaches because, and your glass, because that's, to me, really the most important thing. The most telling part, yeah. It's just the most useful, it's really the, the only thing interesting that's happened in this two hours. Well, like what's worse than the glasses when the roaches go in my coffee and I got four of them swimming around in there mm. and I just scoop them out and drink the coffee anyway instead so of making a sick. fresh pot. What does that tell you? It tells me you're fucking sick as hell. But please don't share yeah. that on the telegram because I want them to get all this news from my show, okay? Don't share that. All right. And not until well, after. All right. See ya. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. House of Squibb presents Academy Award. Every week, Squibb brings you Hollywood's finest. The great picture plays, the great actors and actresses. Techniques and skills chosen from the honor roll of those who have won or been nominated for the famous Golden Oscar of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Tonight's picture is Kitty Foyle. Tonight's star is the distinguished Ginger Rogers. And now, Miss Ginger Rogers. Thank you. My hope is that some of our excitement and pleasure in reenacting these Academy Award roles will be communicated itself to you through our performances. Also, it would be ungrateful of me if we were to do Kitty Foyle tonight without thanking the men who brought Kitty to the screen.
Academy Award, starring Ginger Rogers in her 1940 Academy Award-winning role of Kitty Foyle. Kitty, girl. Yes, Pop? Shut that dang thing up. I can't, Pop. I can't. I'm going too fast. I'm on a sleigh ride. A sleigh ride. Well, it seems my whole life was spent on a sleigh ride. First it was Wynne Strafford, my mainline Prince Charming. But now it seems to be Mark Eisen, a good, dependable, trustworthy Mike. Mark, it was spring again in New York. And as Mark drove me home that evening, I had a hunch that this might be the spring of all my years. Here we are, Kitty. Pocahontas Hotel, home of lonely women. Uh, Kitty, wait. Yes, Mark. Kitty, will you... will you take this ring? Oh, Mark. Well, you see, I, I've got lots of money tied up in this golden hoop, and there's no other way I can get any use out of it. Well, can't you find my finger, Mark? You... you did say yes, didn't you? I mean, it's... it's... it's all clear. There's no confusion. Mm. You understand what I asked you. You asked me to marry you, didn't you? Oh, that's it. Exactly. I got it. That's why I said yes. Kitty. What I'm getting around to... That... that fellow in Philadelphia. That's all over, huh? All over. Oh, then we're getting married tomorrow. Meet me at the hospital tonight, huh? Midnight. We'll go straight to Greenwich. Yes, Mark. I guess this will be farewell to the Pocahontas. Kiss all those dear old bachelor girls goodbye for me. <laughs> I'll kiss them all, and then I'll pack like mad. Okay. And meet me at St. Timothy's Hospital at 12. Smack on the dot. 12, smack on the dot, St. Timothy's. <laughs> Oh, good evening, Miss Foyle. Good evening. My key, please. Thank you. Oh, will you make up my bill tonight? Oh, you're leaving? I'll say I am, Joe. I'm getting married. Oh, please send for my bags around 11.30. Right. Hello, Kitty. When? What are you doing in my room? You sent for me. I sent for you? You sent back the ring. Kitty, remember what I told you? If you ever needed me or wanted me, or would have me, send the ring back to me. Oh, I forgot. I That wasn't what I meant. I sent it back because that was all. That was the end. Don't say that, Kitty. Oh, Kitty, there's no life for me without you. I want you. I need you. I love you this minute as I've never loved you before. But when it's too late. Five years too late. No, Kitty, it'll never be too late. What we had can't die. I'm asking that we leave together for South America and be together always. Oh, Wynn, don't ask me anything. Don't let me think. Oh, darling, at last it all comes true. And will we live happily ever after? Forever and ever. When will we go? We sail at midnight. I'll be at the pier with everything arranged. Now, will you meet me there? Mm-hmm. Pier 48, mm -hmm. midnight. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kitty, I love you. Don't be late. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Wynn, I... Wynn! Wait, when? Well, Kitty Foyle, here we go again. Maybe this time it's for keeps. 
You're making a mistake, you know. You're still on that sleigh ride. Oh, marriage isn't everything. What is it anyway? It's just a little piece of paper. A lot of fine things come out of that little piece of paper, Kitty. A home, children. That's where Mark comes in again. And you'd be a lot happier with Mark and that little piece of paper than you ever could be with Wynn. You know what I think? I think you're wrong. <laughs> I remember you using those words once before. Remember way back when you lived on Grisgan Street in Philadelphia? And Pop, what a grand guy he was. Ah, Kitty. I guess Kitty. I guess an old heathen like me never had any business trying to raise a daughter anyhow. I wanted to keep you from stubbing your toe. I thought you had all this junk rooted out of your mind. What junk? Cinderella and her blasted prince. Kitty, don't you see? It's... Oh, it's no good. Don't argue, Pop. I love him. Judas Priest. You said it. You mean you want to marry? Win Strafford? Mm-hmm. Has he ever asked you to meet his family? Pop, he doesn't even know I love him yet. Big secret. But I've never worried much about his family because I've got a funny idea. I'm just as good as they are. Kitty, by Judas Priest, you're going to break your heart. It was so easy to fall in love with him. You were doing it from the start. Falling in love with your boss. But there's no getting around it. Those were probably the happiest days in your life. Crazy but nice. Like the first time he took you to New York. I've never been in a speakeasy before. Best people in New York come here. And <laughs> uh, here we are, Mr. Strafford. My last bottle of Strega. Oh, thanks, Giono. Uh, what's a Strega? It's Italian brandy. Oh, I know. They say if two people drink it together, they'll never drink it apart. When? why did you bring me here? Well, four or five years ago, I got into this place at Giono's. I liked it. I liked it because all of a sudden I felt free here. Philadelphia, the main line, all of those things that order my life. They disappear the minute I enter that door. Well, I wanted to make a good impression on you, so I brought you where I thought I most likely could do it. Well, when I didn't mean to criticize you, Kitty. I was just... Yeah. Kitty, I've got an idea. Yeah. Will you go to the assembly with me this year? Me? Are you kidding? No, cross my heart. <sighs> That's funny. You know, when I was a little girl, I, I used to read in the papers about the assembly in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Cut out the pictures of the society ladies in their beautiful dresses and use them for paper dolls. Yeah, that's probably the best use they've ever been put to. I know they've got rules and a committee that goes over the list of those invited. And they come across somebody like Foyle, boom, and the next thing you know, you're being scraped up off the sidewalk. <laughs> you leave that to me. My mother's on that committee. Oh, uh -huh. oh when? Have you ever had a dream come to life right in front of your very eyes? No, but I'm still hoping. Is it a date, Kitty? I'm crazy, I know, but it's a date. Come on. Let's get our wraps and get out of this smoky den. Where are we going? I've got to go home pretty soon. We're going to Lake Pocono just for an hour. See the sunset. But it's already set. Oh, we see the moon rise. I'll get you home in time for supper. Come on, Kitty. Not much of a drive, and you belong in moonlight. <laughs> Lake Pocono and Wynn's Lodge in the mountains, snug and comfortable. 
fighting and a million miles from everything but moonlight. Remembering that night is like putting your tongue in a sore tooth, that same sharp little twinge. Funny how love makes a woman quiet and a man talkative. But Lancelot mused a little space. He said, she has a lovely face. God in his mercy lend her grace, the Lady of Shalott. Isn't that beautiful, darling? Mm-hmm. Tell me about beauty, teacher. Gladly. As you know, it's a man's duty to instruct woman in all subjects. Now you pick the subject. No. I've only got a few minutes, but um, tell me where we are. We are in the Pocono Mountains, mm-hmm. situated in the state of Pennsylvania. No, no but um, where are we really? In heaven? No. In love. Tell me about love. Well, first, there was a man. Uh Mm -hmm. And there was a woman. Uh Oh, what did the man and the woman do? Well, at first, they just hung around. And one night, a strange thing happened. What? They were sitting in front of a fire like this, and the firelight played upon the woman's face. Uh The man, for the first time, saw how beautiful she was. Looking into her eyes, he suddenly beheld all the wonders of life. So, immediately, he made love to her. Well, uh, didn't the woman object? No. She loved him, too. Why? Well... Because he was everything that she had ever dreamed of. Oh, my darling. I love you, Wim. couldn't go on like that. It just couldn't. Who did you ever think you were, Kitty Foyle? That you could live rent-free and forever in paradise. Didn't you see it coming? Didn't you know the magazine was bound to fail? Couldn't you tell that he would say the things he said because, well, being him, he couldn't have said anything else? Did you have to hurt inside as if he'd stabbed you with a knife? Yes, Kitty Foyle, you did. Well, the magazine's done. It's folded it finished. Ten thousand my mother gave me spent. Now what will you do? Me? Oh, oh, that's right. I'm out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might get one in New York. I can't let you do that. Why? Why not? Because it, it's just silly. Besides, it'd be too far apart. Well, it isn't China. Kitty, well, this is kind of delicate, but... It will go on. Your father isn't very well, and you're all alone, and it's too much for you to handle. Yes. I mean, I feel that I'm kind of responsible. It isn't your fault. I'm kind of responsible. It isn't your fault the magazine failed, and so... Well, until you get another job, I don't want you to have to worry about money. What do you mean? I'll just... just keep you on the payroll. It's only fair, you know, because... Just a minute. You don't need to worry about me, Wynn. I'm free, white, and 21, or almost... And I'd love you from here on out or until I stop loving you. But nobody owes a thing to Kitty Foyle. Except Kitty Foyle. Kitty. Wait. Kitty.
for part two of tonight's picture, Kitty Foyle, starring the Academy Award winner, Miss Ginger Rogers. You thought you were off the sleigh ride, Kitty Foyle, when you took your shattered little pieces of pride and went to New York to ring the Liberty Bell, but you were wrong. Getting a job selling perfume, meeting a swell guy like Mark, hiding your pain in the crowds, no dice, Kitty Foyle. You were still on that sleigh and you had a ticket in your heart for the entire trip. Molly, where are you? For heaven's sake, what's going on here? I don't know. I got home and they started coming. Somebody's nuts. I know the delivery boy like a brother right now. You should see what's in the bathtub. Water lilies. And look at these. A hot house we got. A million dollars worth of flowers and they're all for you. For me? Well, who are they? Well, they're from when? It's when. <laughs> Kitty. Oh, when? How did you ever find me? I just followed my heartbeats. Here, presents. Shall I go outside while you dress, or can I just close my eyes? What do you mean, dress? We have a date tonight for the assembly. We... Only ours is going to be right here in New York. Oh, when? You remember. Hey, I, I hope you like this dress. Oh, Golden May. Oh, when? Kitty. <laughs> Kitty, I forgot to tell you. What? How much I love you. Oh. Oh, how much do you love me? If I said as much as you love me, would that be enough? Oh, darling. If that were true, there wouldn't be any love left for anybody else in the whole world. Mm, I'm dancing in a dream. Our very own private assembly ball at the Ritz. <laughs> Here, I've got something for you. Yeah. What? What is it? A ring, darling. Wow, well, odd. But it's beautiful. It was my great grandmother's. Oh. It's a symbol of eternal life. A snake eating its tail. You see? Oh, I see. A symbol of eternal life my great-grandmother to me and you and to those that come after us forever. It's our family. When? Why are you giving it to me? Kitty, will you marry me? Oh, when? I can't. You love me now only because we're not in Philadelphia. I'll fix that. Boys, would you play the sidewalks of New York, please? What's the idea? Oh, that's our song now. We're New Yorkers, both of us. Oh, darling, no main line, no Philadelphia. Mm. Just you and me, me and you. Dear God, please don't ring the alarm clock for just a little while. Let it go on just as it is now. Just as it is now. Oh, he heard me. It's Sunday morning. Those are wedding bells, darling. Wedding bells for us. And so you were married, Mr. and Mrs. Winwood Strafford VI. 
Remember, you read it over and over when Wynne wrote it on the register of that little hotel in Gretna Green? There's no use denying it. Those two days were just about perfect. And then you went back to Philadelphia to tell Wynne's family. Hello, everybody. Wynne, dear, come in. You remember Kitty, Mother? Indeed, I do. It's so nice to see you again, Miss Foyle. Oh, thank you. You remember my grandmother, yes. Jessica, Uncle Edgar, yes. Uncle Kenneth? Oh, glad to see you again, Miss Foyle. Well, the fact is, the name isn't Foyle anymore, it's Strafford. Kitty and I have been married. <clears throat> oh, why don't you say something? Oh, she's so beautiful, she's taking your breath away. You'll have to forgive me, my dear. I just wasn't prepared for such news. You understand, don't you? Oh, of course. After all, it, it is a surprise. Shall we sit down? Will you have tea? No, no, thank you. When were you married, dear? Monday. I see. We thought, naturally, that Wynne would wait a year. But you understand, of course, that above everything else, we want you and him to be happy. That's first and foremost in our thoughts, isn't it? Oh, yes, of course, my dear. Well, I don't uh, want to seem rude, but would somebody mind telling me what you're driving at? It's only this, my dear. Mother... You see, honey, I promised I wouldn't marry you for a year. Mother was going to take you under her wing and prepare you. Prepare me for what? You know, some school, some good finishing school. School? Are you kidding me? No, no, my dear. Let's keep calm. Now, look. Let's get a few things straight around here. I didn't ask to marry the Straffords. The Strafford asked to marry me. I married a man, not an institution or a bank. Oh, I've got a fine picture of your family conferences here. All the Straffords trying to figure out how to take the curse off Kitty Foyle. Buy the girl a phony education and polish off the rough edges and make a mainline doll out of her. <laughs> oh, you ought to know better than that. It takes six generations to make a bunch of people like you, and by Judas Priest, I haven't got that much time. <laughs> Fine words, Kitty Foyle. Well, back to New York and your old job. It's not living, though, when every time you hear a knock on the door, you hope it's somebody you know isn't going to be there. When every time you walk down a street, you think you see him coming through the crowd. And finally, you run into Mark again, and he takes you out for a drink. Poor Mark, he would pick Giono's. <laughs> Matter, Kitty. Don't you like Giono's? Good evening. Oh, uh, give us something kind of special, huh? Maybe Strega? Yes, yes, two of them. Kitty, there's something I want to tell you. Mark, you knew I was married. I... Yes. Well, I'm, I'm not anymore. I, uh, I got my decree today. Here you are. We haven't had any calls for Strega in a long time. Mark, I can't stay here. Mark, it's no use. All the time we're together, I keep thinking of him. And you're too nice to be pushed around, and it's only fair for me to tell you. I see. Let's say goodbye here, Mark. I'm a pretty good doctor, Kitty. But seeing you, I... I wish I'd specialized in heart trouble. You were ghost-ridden and haunted, Kitty Foyle. You ran until you couldn't run anymore. And then one day, an item in a Philadelphia paper. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Deveris Gladwin announced the engagement of their daughter, Miss Veronica Gladwin, to Mr. Winwood Stafford VI. 
You thought you could only die once, but you learned. You learned. And time kept on doing business at the same old stand. Five years of it. Then they sent you down to Philadelphia to open a branch of the store. You were afraid to go. Afraid of all the things it might bring back. But nothing happened until the afternoon of your last day. About half past four. I think I'd better have some perfume, too. Oh, yes, madam. Are you going to the opera or dancing? I'm going to the assembly tonight. I see. What flowers are you wearing? Oh, I hadn't thought yet. I'm glad you mentioned that because... I usually have to buy them myself. Oh, in that event, I suggest Sanxit perfume with camellias or... Is a phone call, Mrs. Stafford. Oh, thank you. Mrs. Trafford. What couldn't be... Hello? Hello? Oh, hello, Wynne. Oh, you don't have to go to New York again, do you? But, Wynne, in the five years we've been married, we've never gone to the assembly together. Very well. I'm sorry, but I'll have to leave right away. May I send the perfume to the house with the other things? No. I'll make a selection some other time. The assembly. Tonight. Mrs. Wynne Stafford. Is that all, Miss Boyle? The package is ready to go for Mrs. Stafford. Yes, that's... No. No, wait. Here's something else. Wrap this up. This ring. For Mr. Stafford. You sent back the ring. Kitty, remember what I told you? If you ever needed me or wanted me or would have me, send the ring back to me. That wasn't what I meant. I sent it back because that was all. That was the end. Don't say that, Kitty. But it's true, Wynne. Look, you'll have to go. I'm sailing at midnight. I'm asking that we leave together and be together always. Pier 48, midnight. Yes. Don't be late. Well, darling, don't be late. And will I live happily ever afterward? Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Cab, Miss Foyle? Oh, yes, please. You're going to be gone long, Miss Foyle? Yes, permanently. We don't get many pretty girls here at the hotel. You might be sorry to lose you. <laughs> oh, Sam. Yes? I think that a young man will call for me a little after midnight. Yes, miss. He'll be quite excited, I think, and very insistent. Yes? I want you to tell him that, um, that I admire him very much. And that I always will. Just a minute. I better write this down on my pad. You admire, admire him very much. And, and tell him that I'll never forget him. You will never forget him and... And tell him that I'll always love him in a very special way. You'll always love him in a... And then tell him that I'm being married tonight. You're getting married tonight? Hey, what is this? Where to, Miss? St. Timothy's Hospital, please. No, no. I've had enough of sleigh riding. Goodbye, Wynne. Goodbye, dear. But here's where I get off. Today, medical science moves with incredible swiftness. Even before the miracles of penicillin were completely charted, 
Work was going forward in a scientific laboratory on another similar substance called streptomycin. What is streptomycin? It is a powerful drug science has taken from the earth itself by painstaking and complicated extraction processes. What does streptomycin contribute to the conquest of disease? It is effective against certain deadly germs that even penicillin doesn't conquer. With streptomycin, as with penicillin, squib scientists are working in the forefront of progress, cooperating with other scientists all over the world in the effort to discover and prove all that streptomycin can do and to make it available as soon as possible to every doctor. For the squib idea for nearly a century has been to strive ceaselessly in the cause of health. And through its endless quest for perfection, squib has earned its reputation everywhere as a name you can trust. Next week, another great picture. The House of Squib will present Academy Awards starring one of Filmman's most distinguished actors, Mr. Paul Muni, in his Academy Award winning performance in the life of Louis Pasteur. Next week, it is Academy Awards starring Mr. Paul Muni in the life of Louis Pasteur. Ginger Rogers appeared in Kitty Foyle tonight through the courtesy of RKO Radio Pictures, producers of The Spiral Staircase. This is Hugh Brundage bidding you good night until next week at the same time when the House of Squid invites you to join us for Academy Awards. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. We don't do nothing with blood in it either, baby. <laughs>